Hey, what's up, semi-social friends? This is AJ, and I just wanted to let you know that there are some uh, recording issues at the first half of this episode that we struggled with, probably until about the 30-minute mark. We were able to make it a bit more manageable to listen to. Thank you for bearing with us. Thank you for your understanding. We have identified the issue, and we're all good now. So thank you again, and enjoy the film. Quiet on the set. Camera speed. Sound production, take one. Action! A misfit ant looking for warriors to save his colony from greedy grasshoppers recruits a group of bugs that turned out to be an inept circus troupe. Guess what? We're talking 1998's Pixar classic A Bug's Life. Come on this journey with us and let us reel you in. Hey man, you want to watch a movie? What is going on, everyone? And welcome back to the Semi Social Movie Club. As always, I am one of your hosts, Cody Wilson, alongside the Velociraptor Wrangler himself. And guess what? The Grasshopper Killer Maniac. AJ, how's it going, buddy? Oh, man, I'm doing fantastic. I really like that we're sticking with that. I could, You could play that shit all day, all right? <laughs> Velociraptor, right? And if I ever meet... Chris Pratt, I'm going to tell him, like, hey, bud, I have the official title on a podcast. What have you ever done? Yeah, exactly. What's he done? Uh, made millions. Uh, yeah, it's like made, made millions on a movie about being one, but you know. So what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. We're so happy to be here today, be able to talk to you guys. Um, this was a blast from the past for us, man. Uh, we actually talked about doing another movie, and then AJ hit me with, hey, man, let's let's talk a bug's life. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, yeah. So I'm pretty sure that that is the first time I've watched bug's life since at least 2000, 2001. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, either I'm so familiar with seeing this movie a million times as a child that it was every single piece was like, I was expecting it kind of like the next track on your favorite album. When you know the order yeah. and you can hear the next beat drop on the next song or the, you know, the very next riff. Um, much like that, I knew exactly what was going to happen, beat for beat. Hell yeah. But maybe I saw it, you know, a lot sooner than you said. Two thousand one. I mean, yeah. no, well, I've, assume, I've seen it way sooner. You've than got that. a kid though, so I'd assume you exactly. You've seen so, it since. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's been a, been a few times, I guess, for her. But uh, yeah, I absolutely love this movie. Hell yeah! No, I didn't remember anything about it, and so I was just like, fresh, uh, yeah, like fresh, nice little fresh, fresh start with it. Of like, holy shit! I was like, yeah, this will be like this, and I was like, oh. Um, okay. <laughs> like, I don't remember this at all. I remember, like, him with the little machine. Yeah. Which we'll get into. Like, the very first yeah, minute. Yeah, and so, the- like, I remember that, and I remember the bar scene, but it's like, I was yeah. like, the rest of it, I was like, damn, like, I don't remember this. Like, holy shit. And then pieces would come back to me as I was watching. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember that. Okay, I remember that. But then, like, there's a lot more that I was like, damn, I don't, I don't remember that at all. Like, holy <laughs> shit. So, but yeah, like we said, welcome back. Um... Hopefully you guys have been enjoying the past episodes. Last episode was really fun to record. It was really awesome to have Johnny on with us and be able to talk about some awesome stuff with horror and 
hopefully you'll be able to hear his uh, voice again on some more episodes. Um, hopefully you enjoyed that episode a lot, and hopefully you enjoyed it enough to be back here right now. I will definitely have him us. back on. I really enjoyed having Johnny on, and oh, I yeah. can't wait to just really every, have him as one of our horror connoisseurs. Yeah, you know, and have him come in on every episode. Um, you know, that is themed. At anytime he is free, I'd like to have him. You know, hell yeah. So, uh, time to get into some housekeeping. Um, Tell them about the Facebook. Yeah, we need more people flocking so to the we, Facebook. We need y'all to get over there to the Facebook. You know. Just head over to Facebook.com and uh, search Semi Social Movie Club. We're right there. Give us a follow. Uh, be super awesome to have you guys on the page. Uh, we post some discussion posts. We post, you know, when all the new episodes go live. Everything we like that. We post some pretty cool art. Some yeah, funny man. stuff, man. If some... you like, you got to keep up with the posters. Uh, I spent yeah. a lot of time on those. Those posters know? are good. I, I really bro. enjoy them. But it doesn't matter if you don't, don't see, see them. them. So. And so, Joe, I'm going to be real. That Pulp Fiction poster, dog. That was good, yeah. Was fantastic. Like, I died laughing. I thought my girlfriend was literally going to die. But no, so it's really great. Um, head over to the Facebook. Join in on the discussion post. Comment on the art if you like it. Like, we hope that you love it. That's why AJ enjoys doing it so much. You got to be able to We're know, pop out those 90 seconds. Posting some memes, posting some everything. Uh, we got, like... We, dude, we have the Tarantino script. Right, right. It's we, sitting right we here have, beside us. You still have, have it out. What are they called? Companion photos to the episode. You know, yeah. we talk about it. You go see it. You want to see it, but you can't see it unless you're yeah, not there. you got to get onto the Facebook or the Twitter, Instagram, and make sure you're getting it. Now, we'll give you those links here in a little while. Yeah, but stay tuned for the end of the show. To go with it, just to let you guys know, some new content is on the way. We're working on some stuff. Uh, we got some stuff recorded. We're going to, you know, we'll either hit you with it or we'll... Do something different. We don't know yet. We're just having fun, just making content for you guys to hear, just listen to, and eventually we have some ideas for some YouTube content that we want to do. So we're happy, man. We're we're rolling with it. We're gonna have some more stuff coming your way very soon. But to get to the rest of the housekeeping, brother, I know this episode's come out a few weeks later, but I just watched Black Widow this past weekend. Yeah. And sweet damn was it good. Uh, like I said, not my favorite Marvel movie. It's it's got to say, but here's my problem: I haven't hated an MCU movie yet, so it's hard of where to rank it because even my lowest tiers, I will still watch a million times over. Yeah, and uh, finished Loki, which yeah. I know you haven't got caught I up on. Yet, and yet, it's, no spoil anything. Oh boy, if we had a TV talk show right now, boy, I would just we saw be that talking. there's an alligator Loki. Don't it say is, anything bro. else, but just leave it at that. Oh, it's, it's cool. I'm great, Joe. That's cool. Gator Lucky is the shit, man. <laughs> then I'll have to finish it. Uh, I do plan to. Um, did you you saw Black Widow uh, on Disney Plus or in theaters? I went to a theater. Did you? Went to a theater. How um, was the experience? Here's my thing. When I left AMC, I was given a very nice care package. Oh, yeah. So you have I a loyalty have, thing. I have a beautiful card that allows me to go to any AMC and watch movies for free. Oh, so, and so I just like I don't cheaper for me to I don't do that. get an invite or <laughs> Oh you can come whenever you want, baby. Oh, okay. Come okay. on. Cool. You went and saw Black Widow and you didn't say anything. Hey man, it was we have a of... movie podcast. You <laughs> forgot about me. <laughs> I will say this. It was very last minute to the point to where my girlfriend was texting me ten minutes before she got off work of going, Can we please just watch it at home? And I was like, Do you wanna split thirty dollars with me to watch it at home? Because yeah. it's gonna have to go on one well, of our Disney pluses. My and wife she was and I... like, It was either free or go, if you're going to spend pay money, 30 you might as well go to the theater. Yeah, so right? it was cheaper for me to buy a soda and buy popcorn yeah. than it was for me to buy it on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And so, while granted, I could have then watched it a million times over on Disney+, right. Plus, I now have to, if I want to watch it again, go swipe my card again. And That's okay. Go to well, you'll worry about that later. But yeah. But, so, you know, yeah. the 
my wife and I have been wanting um, some popcorn so bad lately, and I've been told her the other day, I was like, I want to go to a movie, and uh, there's really nothing right now that I care just to see. Just walk in and buy popcorn. That. Well, I thought about that, too. I was like, let's just go. You can do that. We've done it before. If AMC just go or VIP here in town both turn you away for a per-head sale, they're fucking stupid. Yeah, no, no, no. They won't. You can yeah, go ahead and grab no. it and leave. But I still, I want to go to the movies. Yeah, um, I feel it. But the only thing that there was to watch was either The Purge or Fast 9, which <laughs> I don't, I was like, so I'm like three right movies there. behind. How about so. this? How about this? If you and the wife want to go, let's go watch Snake Eyes. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. I'll do that. Because I'm, 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 a, I'm a Joe guy, so it'd be nice to okay, go deal. watch Snake Eyes. Deal, then. Let's do it. All right. So that's all for housekeeping today. And uh, before we get into, was that all you had? Yeah, it's all ahead. Do you have anything? Okay. Nope, that's you it. You haven't watched anything? I haven't I mean, watched, I've watched several things. I've been Name watching. a couple things you've been watching. The the Fear Street. Hell, dude, I'm part on, one and part two, I'm on both two. fantastic. I, no, I finished Here's the two. Thing. I just need to watch three today. I want to review Fear Street, mm-hmm. but I want to do a trilogy episode. I'll just do all three of them together, and it would be nice to have Johnny in here to talk to us about all three Fear Streets back to back. Um even if we don't do all three, we should do like a little mini episode just talking about our favorite moments from Fear Street. Yeah. Because holy shit, man, they've been good. They're really good, man. My wife loves them a lot, and she, like, w- I fell asleep during the first one, and you, at the end of the week, very tired, passed out, and she was like, I stayed up for half of it, and then turned it off so you and I could watch it together. She's like, I really yeah. liked it. And uh, so we watched the first one, then we watched the second one, and they were great. We're going to watch the third one tonight. Um, so, but that's all, you know, I've been watching a lot of stuff, but those are just a few things, and um, that's all I have, though. Hell yeah. So, heck yeah. before we get into the movie review, you gotta start out with some snacks. Snacks, baby! Snacks, segment! Okay, what do you want? Cheerios. Cheerios, they don't got Cheerios. What else? Lasagna. Lasagna? What the hell's the matter with you? We'll take uh, hotcakes and sausage. All right, so uh, you're gonna hate me this week, bro, because uh, I'm really snack lacking. Why does this have to be a hashtag thing? Why do we have to? Why, why do we have to make something for you to just act right? Hey, but man. now we had eight way for gate, and now we've got snack lacking. So hey, man. you're really letting us down. Oh, I know. I so when you texted me while me, me and you were in the process of trying to figure out what we wanted to like it was, it was talk about late. this week, it was very and late. we had an idea that idea had to be pushed back, and then we were like, oh, let's just do this. We were talking about it a few weeks ago, and then when you texted me. I was in the middle of cooking dinner, and dinner took an hour for us to cook. And then, literally, I started watching Loki, and then I saw your text after Loki was over, after I was done marking out about yeah. everything that happened. And I looked down, and it goes, hey, man, let's watch A Bug's Life. And I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. And so, like, I had just made plans. It was yeah. already late. And I was like, these are late plans. Let me see what happens. Those got canceled. So I was like, I'm here, baby. Let's go. And I had just got done with dinner and everything. So if anything... I ate some watermelon right before. <laughs> That's funny you said that because I'm actually, um, I had watched it last minute too. Yeah. And I, for my snack, man, uh, I did some cantaloupe with some tahini on it. Have you ever done that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I haven't got a bottle of tahini at the house for all fruit, yeah. baby. Well, that's what you were talking about, some watermelon, man. So I had some uh, some tahini, and then I had this the Smart Pop cheddar. Yeah. Uh, oh. The so white we, cheddar. So we found Boom Chicka Pop also does the caramel cheddar mix oh yeah bro much lower calories just though? much lower calories i'm on like a i'm on like a 75 so day challenge thing, diet thing if you guys could see me Notice, live right I now even have a beer i know well i when you offered me a beer today at the studio i wanted to go no but if this is the only beer i have today i'm fine with it 
And so I was like, okay, because I'm trying to cut back. I got, man, I, I know I've talked about it on the show before. I got my Thai pilot costume in. You did. I'm just trying to fit into it. Really. <laughs> like, it fits, but I can't sit well. So Send me a picture of that. To, oh, we'll, and we'll man. post it on the socials Hell for yeah. everyone else to see, because I bet everyone so, would love to see that. And so we're doing that. And so it's just the flight suit right now. But yeah. it's it was... Phoebe had to help me up off the well, couch. Still, it was we not need progression easy. pictures. What it started as, what it ended as. Hell you know? yeah. And so, but yeah. I'll check out that Boom Chicka Pop, though. Because Boom, that's, it was, I, that's my I thing. We're looking stuff. for all this better stuff. Like last night, we had lettuce wraps for dinner. Well, you know, that's the thing that, that's a that's a luxury of our diversity on this show, is that some people may want to listen, and they may feel a little bit left out. They may feel like their snack itself may be lacking, lacking. compared to some of the garden variety snacks, like some chips, some heavily buttered popcorn, yeah. some candies and sweets, right? Bro, but they're like, I'm want. on a diet. I can't snack as hard as Oh, them. you can snack, you can. baby. You get this low-cal popcorn. I got you a, get fruit with tahini, man. I got you a get, list of macro-friendly snacks oh, that you can have pretzels any and day. All right? So we're going to be doing this for a very long time. So we can't always be eating the same shit. Damn so that's right, why buddy. we have a variety of snacks I got way here. too many conventions coming up, man. I got to be. That's you a lot of cardio, baby. Suit, <laughs> so it's cardio with that. Even just walking around a show floor just looking for shit. I, but I don't know. It's like San Diego Comic-Con. It hit me hard in 2016 the first time I ever went. Because walking like two miles just to get to one booth. Oh, I was yeah. like, I'm tired. Yeah, you do the last <laughs> I was like, I'm out of shape. Fucking Fuck. runs, man. And so those event yeah. rooms are huge. So with that being said, man, I like your snack. But you're gonna have to kick it up oh, for me no, next man. week, okay? Like I said, no, it I, happened before the movie. Yeah. So. so no last minute. We'll pick it right on time, and we'll watch it right I'll on some, time. I'll get some snacks. You set. got a snack, right? But since we're moving on, why don't you put your flight suit on? Let's fly the fuck out of this segment, all right? Hey, bro, let's do it right now. And hopping right on in, we're gonna give you guys the full summary from IMDb really fast and then we're going to head right in to our review and our breakdown so the storyline summary on imdb is at an annual pace a huge colony of ants is forced to collect every piece of food that grows on their island for a group of menacing grasshoppers but all of that changes when a misfit inventor and ant named flick accidentally knocks over the offering pile thus forcing the grasshoppers devious leader hopper to force the ants to redo their gathering of food Despite the fact that his friends don't believe him and desperate to help save the colony, Flick volunteers to go out into the world and search for a group of warrior bugs. Instead, what he got was a talented group of circus performers. <laughs> but when the grasshoppers return and take control of the island, Flick must prove himself a true hero before it's too late. That's a beautiful little summary. That's wonderful. Again, man, uh, I say it all the way at the beginning, but I'll say it right now, is that it's a simple plot. It, yeah. not, no, not simple, but it's it's simple in understanding. Yeah. Uh, to start this off, before we go into the review, man, yeah. I do not want to miss without making a mention about the short at the beginning of this film. If I'm not mistaken, this was the, the very first short in Disney, as far as like them putting something before a film. Wait, which one was this one? This was the chest. Okay, this, this was, was the old man. The old man. Did this come? This came after Toy Story, right? I know Toy Story was sooner, but did it have an? I'm a pretty short? sure it had a short. Well, I could be wrong. We'll have to look that up. Because we'll I watched on up. Disney Plus, so I did not so have, you didn't have it. the no, short. No, no, you don't yeah. have it. I had the showcase VHS of this movie. Oh, you like you the white... a VHS player in this no, place? No, 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 not here. Oh, okay. <laughs> when I was a kid, yeah. I had the white sh yeah. the, the crystal clamshells um, of this movie, and then, of course, got it on DVD later, but originally it was the VHS, and... It had the shorts, and yeah. I believe, like I said, it was the very because you went to go see the movie, 
And it was that whole scene. We saw it in theaters. Like I said, I was about seven years old. Yeah. And you see this scene, and you're like, this is not an ant. This is a grown man. Yeah. And he's playing chess <laughs> back and forth, and it's getting into it, man. And he's like, aha, aha. And then you see at the end, it's him getting up and like going back and forth playing with himself. Huh? And I laughed so fucking hard, like as a child, because I was like, that's funny. That's really funny. Yeah. And then the movie starts, and you were like, what was that whole fucking oh, yeah. thing before I, the movie? Pixar still gets me. Yeah. So like, all the time. Like when I went to go watch Onward, mm-hmm. and there was a little short before, I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, oh, Pixar movie. Pixar. Okay, got it. So cool. I just wanted to make a mention of that because that to, to this day is my favorite short of all time of okay. any short film. It's something that I'll never forget in theaters being like seeing that before the movie and how enthralled with that, what, minute and a half, two yeah. minutes of a feature. It really stuck with me. Hell yeah. So with that being said, we're going to roll in our review breakdown. So I have, you know, we start with the ants gathering food. Yep, you the see movie opens up on them harvesting. Yep, and you get all the little nice little ant tropes. They're in a line, they're picking the food, getting the food, carrying it above their heads, going. And then, of course, you get the beautiful little thing of, like, the line is the stern because the leaf falls. And I, as a kid, I guess I didn't appreciate it enough. Like, dude, watching it as an adult yesterday, like, when that stops, he goes, Ah! I don't know what to do! I was like, oh my god, So that's yes. the very beginning of all yeah. my notes, like, uh, uh, right here to start it off is yes there's a lot of things about this movie that watching it again as like almost 30 and going through so much like this movie is full of tropes that as humans like we deal with because that's what one of the things I put is uh, the part where they freak out because the leaf is in the way is funny because ants don't do that yeah if something obstructs the path ants will go around it like it never happened right that's a human trait for them to freak the fuck out when something like an obstacle and, lands yeah. in our way. And then he's got to like guide him through. The guy's like, I'm lost. <laughs> and we, we don't know what to do in life. And then, We're lost when something hurdles down. We need someone to like keep us in focus and keep us on track. And then they're like, all right, we're good to go. Yeah. It brings them through the, you know, Anna, our queen in training, our princess of the movie is now Anna. freaking out and like, Oh my God, there's, there's a gap. There's a gap. And it's like, Maybe to them it was a gap. To us it would be right. I had that ants just falling behind them, right? <laughs> like, and so it's like super funny that they're. Well, going the thing with about it. that before we move on is that when she says that there's a gap, and uh, he says relax, gaps happen. It's fine. I was like, see, just in life, yep. like I needed this. I needed that. Uh, to hear it, the philosophy of like, dude, gaps happen. Yeah, it's fine. It's move on. Things like, happen, pick up and go in front. I was like, thank you, a bug's life. Yeah, two minutes in. Yeah, thank you, like, thank you. And then of course we get our our lone hero, the flick. Flick comes in. He's using his production you know, advancing invention. And I got to tell him that uh, he's and dude. He's an innovator and the first entrepreneur we were ever introduced to, buddy. I'm telling he's, you, he's he's making like, stuff to make life easier. And. Yeah, just doing the whole little contraption, getting it. And my favorite thing is it's like it's amazing what you can get away with in life with wit alone. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, and like him using the machine to cut all the seeds out, and them just being like, "No, that's not worth it." I was like, "Well, it would be if y'all would just take him out of the fucking back real quick as he's getting them in. It'd be real quick." Yeah, we <laughs> just streamline this efficiency process. And of okay? course, every time he does it, the stems knock down and hit Anna, and then you know they they tell Flick, you know, just stop. When like, Flick came on screen, man. He's immediately relatable and likable. You're like, this guy, whatever he's got going on, I'm going to love it the whole yeah. time. And then Dot's asking him questions, and 
we're getting all the stuff, and then him being like, here, act like this rock is a seed. It's a rock. Well, it's a rock. Work with me here. Just act like it's a seed. Yeah. And well, so, he tells her that, you know, this tree, much like this seed, which is the rock, that this whole tree came from everything that's in this tiny little seed, but it's a rock. That's a rock. Okay, fine. I know it's a rock. Don't you think I know what a rock looks like when I see a rock? Like, that's one of my favorite things of just her just being like, it's a rock. And, like, I have so many customers that you you try to explain something to, and then they're like, but it's this. It's like, I know what it is. <laughs> and so, and then, of course, you know, Flick's going because they're all going home. And he's like, oh, no, got to get in. And he's well, trying the, to get there. The grasshoppers are coming. are coming. And so he's trying to get his part of the offering onto the table. And, of course... Flick being Flick, he Spills knocks it all into the water and thus calls for hell to pay. Yep. Then we enter Hopper and his uh, crew of misfit little grasshoppers of, hey, bitch, we're going to kick yeah. your ass. I called them, I call, referred to them as hoppers, much like smokers from Waterworld, you know? Yeah. They're hoppers, there's Hop, and then his gang are the hoppers. the hoppers. Yeah. And so Hopper threatens them. And he's like, you know, like picking on everybody, telling them how it's gonna be, and then like he's threatening everybody. Flick stands up for him, and then you know looks back, you know picks Dot up. We'll take her. You gonna do something about it? And then Flick just like pussing out and backing up, like oh man, and, like backing out, and then him just being like, cool, I want double, yeah, of what I'm owed. Exactly. Now they, you know, but I put that. I gotta say, for an oppress for an oppressive asshole. Hopper is solid in not only giving her a lesson that being the leader, everything is your fault. Like, yep. I hate to say it, and it's it's shitty, but it's true. When you have authority, everything is your fault it's because true. you let whatever happened, happen. So, but also giving her a break uh, by giving them basically a... I, I started off by saying a penalty-free extension, and then I remembered it was double. So it does suck for them. Yeah. Now they have to fucking figure out double in half the, or less half the time. Less than half the time and still feed themselves. Yeah, and exactly. So it's like, oh. And so, you know, offering has to double. Then we cut to Flick is now in ant court. Yeah. <laughs> and they're trying to figure out what to do with him. And so, basically, they just want rid of Flick. So Flick doesn't fuck up anything else. And so he's coming up with the idea of finding people to go fight for him, to stand up against the grasshoppers. And, of course... He's going to go find bigger, badder bugs, bugs in this city. And so... Doing that, he's he's going out there to find his NWO to come back and fight. Um, yeah. Here's the problem. Uh, they don't believe it. They just think it's an easy way to get rid of Flick. Well, they need him to go yeah. so that they, they can, can get, it done. get distracted, uh, distraction-free, get their work done. Yeah. And so they let Flick just go. And then comes one of my favorite lines of, yeah, uh, you leave him, Flick? But yeah, sure am. But cool. My dad said he gives you one hour and you're going to come back and just quit. No, my dad said you're just going to die. And yeah. like, what? Die? And then Dot standing up for him like, no, he's going to make it. You're going to see. And then innovative as fuck once again. Like Pulls hmm, the dandelion off? I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to dandelion this bitch and get yeah. across real quick. He's a genius, man. man. He's just a really there, smart bro. guy. And so gets over there. And then, of course. Your dad was right. He's going to die. <laughs> He's going to die. And so we get to that. It cuts to the circus. So we get to see all of our merry gang of heroes. We see them doing all of their 
crazy stuff. And of course, like we get to the ladybug and it's like, well, she's a guy. And like, I will, that's another thing in this movie that I will always remember is that yeah, ladybug and it's Francis like, was a guy. Everybody starts like, cause you get to it now and it's like, dude, Pixar once again, you know, it's a ladybug. They're all treating him like he's a woman. He's yeah. like, I'm a guy. And he's like embracing right. being the ladybug the whole time. It's very um, relative. Yeah. Very relative to the day. And it's one of those things that, like, you look back on it, and it's like, you know, like, no one said anything when we were kids. We're like, yeah, that's the ladybug, Well, man. even during the ending, whenever, like, at the end, whenever they're, you know, um, talking about how they've all grown and everything, and he's talking about it, he's like, you yeah. help Francis see his feminine side. Yeah. And he's like, hey, ah, oh, you're right. right. <laughs> and so, like, stuff like that, like, that's really awesome for him to have. And then, of course, uh, I just when he goes, that- get out of here, fly boy. And it's to the fly. I, I lost my fucking so mind. Good. I was laughing so hard. And tuck and roll? Yeah. Dude, tuck and roll. You're fired! You're fired! You're fired! <laughs> like, bro, just all day, They dude. were the best fucking characters. And then my favorite thing is when they start to do, like, the magician stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about the ancient Chinese ways. And it's all just takeout Chinese boxes. Yeah, <laughs> I was like throwing at it. I was like, shit, dude. I just didn't notice that as a kid. Like, yeah. holy shit. That's brilliant. And then, of course, we get through all of that. You've now been introduced to your whole merry gang. And then we get, well, can please come back? It's time for Flaming Death. Yeah, he makes and up so, this last drawn act. Yeah, and so they, it's, I guess it probably is something they use as a last resort. And so they're all ready. He's like, oh, that's not enough. They're going to do it blindfolded. Right. And then, of course. He's trying, everyone's trying to leave because the show is so lame. Yeah. And he's trying to rope them all back in with, like, one last final finale. Yeah. And then, of course, him getting stuck because the stuff call gets done. And, of course, well, the, the the tuck and roll start fighting. Yeah. And they hit each other. And it sets the whole fucking, the whole act off. And everybody's all blindfolded. So they just fuck it up. Like, oh, go, go, go. Yeah. And just everything gets messed up. He gets burned. He's like, you're all fired. That's where we get. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> the whole time. Hey. God, tuck and roll are so good, man. And then. Of course, now you get to the next scene. Uh, we see the Pizza Planet truck parked outside yes. of the, the old trailer. trailer. Pizza Planet was a great little uh, yeah, Easter great egg, little man. nod, man. Now these newly unemployed circus bugs, uh, they're in their bar drinking their sorrows away, man. Dude, just drinking it away, just as most of us have done after getting fired or something <laughs> in our life. And then um, I, the one thing I will always remember about this movie are the next two things I broke down. Is like, I. Who's got the poo-poo platter? The poo-poo platter. And all the flies go around yep. it. And then just the slug, when he's like, oh, thanks, takes a bite, and he's like, I said no salt. No I salt. Said no salt. Or it's the Bloody like Mary from out. the Mosquito. Yeah, the Bloody Mary. Him just like, Bloody Mary, oh, positive. And then takes the big rip of it, and just, uh, and just slams his back. on the bar, dude. <laughs> just flick being like, all right, okay. Because he's, he's a country bug. He is a country bug, man. And so then... This is when I realized that the bar was a can. I laughed my ass off. And I was like, holy shit, that's great. And then we start getting them, you know, talking. Well, that's what you notice, like you said, the the takeout boxes being part of their act. And then uh, if you notice, the seats in the circus were like egg cartons. So everything that we use is that. a practical thing for them. Like yeah. it builds, you know, the saloon is the can. And, and yeah. everything else, is the, our trash is their... their resources yeah and so you know he starts to find them and he's trying to get over to them and of course the flies find the ladybug and they find the troop like there they are and it's like you want to talk you want to talk shit now huh huh you know that kind of stuff it's your standard 
stupid ass bar fights that happen on any given Friday or Saturday. And then, of course, it turns into a nightmare, and you're just kind of rolling around with it, trying to figure out how how it's going. And then, I think it's just absolutely wonderful that when they actually like start the fight, they're doing the Robin Hood shit. They and, call it the Robin Hood Act. Yeah. Flick finds them. Well, hey, uh, it'd be really good to get you guys to come and help me. You know, it would be good to do this. Like, yes, yes, we'll go with you. Because they see more people coming. They're like, let's leave. Let's leave now. And they that's get, when they we jet. get. They get out of yeah, there. They get they're the going to get their ass out. kicked again. Yeah. And so it gives me one of my favorite moments that keeps happening in the movie is every time they get on his back, it just sounds like a helicopter. And I was like, holy shit, this is wonderful. Later when they're fighting the bird, there's heavy aviation sounds. Oh, bro, it is amazing. The troop is convinced that they're agreeing to perform some big act for the ants. They have no clue that they're they're going to to fight hoppers. And which I have that wrote down of the confusion of both parties. Big makes it absolutely amazing. Huge, of just like beautiful back and forth, and then um, you know they're talking to them and where well, they're giving their celebrations for the yeah, guest of honor, and like they present them with this horror horrific drawing. Like, bro, it is so dark of Did just like them killing them, and then just our teacher told us that we should draw one of you dying because it makes it more dramatic. And so the caterpillar is just cut in half and bleeding everywhere. <laughs> and and I was drains like, all the color it, in him. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, these so elementary now the are troop fucking knows. crazy. They are yeah. aware they, they of now what they're know there for. Exactly what's going on. And my favorite line is where, this was not classified in the DMA <laughs> yeah. or the DMC. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Strictly BYOB. <laughs> yeah. And... Then, of course, you get everything else happens. They're running away. They're afraid. And then you get, what? And then they see the bird, and they're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's like a 22 Jump Street moment of, like, this is not happening. Holy fuck. The bird shows up, dots on a dandelion. The troops running. It's pure chaos. It's pure chaos. Absolute unadulterated chaos. The bird Just scene, as a as a kid, like even watching it today, I felt that same intensity. Yeah, that I felt as a child, where I was like, "This is really, really intense." It's like watching a predator hunt down its prey, exactly. in like the first Predator movie, man. Yeah, it was really good. It was it was just as intense, like I said, now as it was back yeah. then. And so, then we get the rescue troop, as I like yeah. to call it, of like, bruh. The rescue troop is amazing. First off, like everybody going in to get that choreography and teamwork and yeah. great leadership from Flick. Dude. Yeah, just making sure Doc gets rescued once again. You're getting the amazing chopper sounds just as he's flying and the back chasing and him into the it, into the thorn bush. And he's like, going, oh, it's just so fantastic. Like the whole scene was just beautiful. Shot amazing. They look it's heroic. They get the they applause. applause. The colony accepts them. These are our heroes. And they're like, hey, we're pretty good at this. Yeah, and Maybe then they're, they're just like, well, fuck it. We'll stay. And then, of course, Anna, well, I thought you hired a bunch of clowns. And right. it's like, ha, ha, you, okay, hilarious. Yeah. This is wonderful. She doesn't know how right she is. And then, of course, we get, well, Hopper's afraid of birds. Even Hopper's afraid of birds. And so that already came up earlier. Now it's coming back. This and, dude is laden with ideas all yeah. the time. Anytime, like mid-sentence, somebody says something, he's like, wait, hold on, stop. I got an idea. Yeah. And I just love how we cut to, I'm assuming, Mexico. Yes. And so it's my favorite thing is I thought that the bar they were in was inside of a rattlesnake skin, yeah. but it's inside a sombrero. A hat, yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's fantastic. Holy shit. 
And so they're ordering beers, doing everything. And of course, well, Hopper's afraid of birds. And then just, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him. <laughs> it's just like everything he said. And then they're like, well, you're the vice president. You should go tell him we don't yeah, want to go back to that him to go Because, yeah, the, the hoppers start thinking, like, we don't really need this. We're wasting our time flying all the way out there. We don't get much out of it. It's kind of a loss to, like, let them do all this. So why don't we just not go back? Why don't we yeah. just stay here? And they convince his brother, well, you're the one with weight, man. He's not going to listen to us. You got to go talk you're to him. You're the VP, man. Come so he on. goes and tells Hopper. He's like, hey, uh, so I got to tell you something. What if we didn't go back? Anyways, and, and Hopper doesn't like that. Yeah, and then we get the beautiful analogy of like, well, does this hurt? Yeah. No. About this? Nah. What about this? And he just Dude. takes the thing off. All the grain falls on him, and like, bro, he's murdered these guys. He, that was the most terrifying and seriousness with all the fear in this moment when Hopper buries those those other grasshoppers, right. dude. It and his look on his face with such veracity, I was like, as a kid, it still held up again. Yeah. It was very intimidating. I was terrified. Because even in animated form, Kevin Spacey knows how to play a villain. Kevin Spacey is Hopper. In yeah. big red letters on my notes. All right? Bro. Nobody else could have done this part as much justice as he did. And even as a kid, I knew who the fuck Kevin Spacey was. My mom watched K-Pax a lot. Yeah. So I was familiar with Kevin Spacey. And in this movie, man, he's Hopper. Yeah. All the way. And which you can say what he what you want nowadays. I know there was all that stuff a few years back about Kevin Spacey. And then yeah, well, we're talking like, about Kevin Spacey in a then, bug's life, yeah. not as we know him now. Yeah. And so it's like you can't take away that the guy knew how to play a fucking villain. Oh, yeah. Even in just voiceover form. In it video was just, games, everything. Bro, it yeah. was boom. It was right there. We should watch K-Pax one day. Oh, I've we never seen it. So, what? Yeah. Oh, man. You, it's, oh, wow. <laughs> we'll get into that later. We should – that was a great one. Uh, and so, but the the uh, the ants are celebrating their preparations. They're having yep. a big uh, big celebration. They're like, we we've we've done it. We think we've topped these grasshoppers, right? We can. Yeah, they're building the bird. They got the bird they're, built. They're it's like, ready oh, to go. we don't have to worry about it. And then, of course, like Flick starts to fall for Anna. You can see Anna start to fall for Flick. The All bugs this. decide they want to stay. Yeah, it's everyone's happy, man. And then oh, that, when Flick when they're flirting. He, she says, the bird's that way. And he says, yeah, the bird's the, that the bird's, way. The bird, bird's and then he goes, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, and then just them staring at him like, <laughs> come the fuck yeah. on, bro. What? I loved it. And then, you know, like you said, we have the giant awesome party, but everything, everyone's happy. And it gets and crashed. the flea ruins it. P.T. Flea, baby. P.T. Flea P. T. coming Flea. in to save the day. So he thinks. Looking for his circus freaks. Freaks. And, of course... Now the gig is like the jig is up, you know, nothing they can hide now. The flea is here to get his circus troop back. There, there's a there's a line of foot long. I swear ants, to God, the ants realize, yeah, it was a foot long. Yeah. That, I love that too, in reference to like distance yep. for them. Uh, the ants realized at this point they have royally fucked up by yeah. slacking, and so now, uh, Flick is exiled. Flick is exiled, get out. He's now part of the circus troop, and you know. There's nothing they can do because Hopper the and them have to get already food. left the Spanish bar. They're on their way, man. Oh yeah, coming and the so best. they are. They're coming. Of course, they get out and they're trying to cheer Flick up, like, "Well, you know, it's not so bad and everything." And then you know, Hopper's here. He's his whole plan is they're gonna kill the Queen, and if they don't listen, 
After so, the ants pick all the food, he's going to squash the queen to remind him who's boss. Then she's dead. They cry boo-hoo. We go home. End of story. story. And so everything happens. The the hoppers are now here. Dot chased by stuff. a berserker. Yeah. That's the only way to put it, Falls man. off the cliff. She and learns to fly. Dot's to the rescue. She's hiding the rest of the, of the kids. She's going to get Flick. She's she going to, to save the day. And so Dot to the rescue um, my favorite thing is then they start talking about, you know, different ways of comedy to flick. And one of my favorite one-liners of when he hits him with the stick and he goes, see, slapstick comedy. And then I just, love it. I died. I was like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. Then pick, Flick throws a little pity party. Uh, the Bugs and Dot encourage him with, you know, how he helped them grow. And yep. Dot gives him the rock. He doesn't want to do it. He's like, we're going to fail anyways. We're going to mess it up. We'll ruin everything. So she just goes. Sets a rock by him. Pretend this rock is a seed. And then my favorite thing is, did she just give him a rock? I think it's an ant thing. I would have died if I – yeah, exactly. Because in the beginning, he's like, what's with uh, the rock? And maybe it's an ant thing. Um, I would have fucking lost my mind if he was like, it's a rock. It's a rock. (laughs) And so they all start to rally around Flick and then now pretend it's a seed – it all happens. The stories come full circle. Flick knows, all right, I, gotta go I have back. to be the guy. We got to go. The bugs and return so, to scope out the situation. Then the thing of, you guys ready to make some grasshoppers cry? And it was like, let's go, baby. Yeah. Let's do this. And so one of my favorite jokes that he says is, well, how many roaches does it take to screw in a light bulb? I'll never know because we can turn the light on. They just run away. They scatter. Yeah, blueberries <laughs> rock, dude. And so... Like, holy hell, and then, how did you do that? A, uh, you know, we, like, they're now entertaining the grasshoppers. Well, they're, the bugs and, are distracting the hoppers, yeah, so and they do that magic act. The circus act. comes to town, mm-hmm. they're distracting the grasshoppers, like, hey, we're your entertainment. Yeah, we hired you some entertainment. And so, that's where you get the, how many roaches? And they're just kind of entertaining them. Hopper's laughing, he's like, yeah, this is hilarious. And it's like, now it's time for the magician well, they act. were going to, he's, like, threatening them to death. And yeah. then, yeah, they sold it off as entertainment. And he's like, you know what? I guess we can all use a break. Yeah. You know? And then, of course, after the, the comedy and everything, you get to... They're trying to help the queen escape. Yeah, they're trying to get the queen out. And he's like, well, I'm going to need a volunteer. Your majesty. And then, oh, wait. No, no it's fine. Maybe they'll just saw her in half. And Maybe they'll ruin, saw her in half. Do our job line. for us. And it's like, holy shit. And so, of course... They make her disappear. They're leaving. And then Hopper, where's she at? Immediately he knows. A a magician never reveals his tricks. And then just, where is she? And you get into it. And then everyone, release the bird. (laughs) And then, yeah, he looks at the guy. He's like, shutting up. (laughs) It's like, just his brother. His brother cracks me up, dude. And then, of course, you know, release the birds. Bird terrorizes Hopper. Hopper's freaking out. He's scared. And then, of course, flee. He tries to help, man. He tries to help. He thinks he's helping by killing the bird. All right. Let's get real. If that was a real Real bird, bird, he would have fucking saved the day. He would have fucking won. All right. And that bird would have been on fire. And if it would have came back for him, though, that shit would have been even more terrifying. (laughs) Now it's a bird on fire. P.T. Flea just setting birds on fire since 1998, man. P.T. Flea's a badass, all right? straight up. He's all about it. He's a businessman. He's he's a He's he's fucking hero, all right? He was about to save the day. Just on it dude he was there 
And then, of course, Hopper finds out it's a ruse. Yes, and and he is fooled, and he doesn't like. Starts it. screaming, starts beating the shit out of Flick. Grabs Dot. Uh, yeah, just beating the hell out. Then of the him Berserker kicks the shit out of Flick, bro. That's what that fucking Hopper was. Yeah, dude, that's all he was. And dude. He kicks the shit out of Flick, and just you know, Flick stands up for the whole colony, gets his ass whooped. Well, he outs Hopper. As, yeah, be, as wanting to kill the queen. Yeah, outs that. So now. You know, as Hopper said earlier in the film, we didn't want to mention it till now. Hopper said, what do you think would happen if they stood up for themselves? They outnumber us 100 to 1. Yeah, mil- yeah. You really want them to start standing up for themselves? Then how are we supposed to eat for free? It changes our whole way of life. Yeah. And then now we start to see the ants rally. Uh, Hopper is standing. My One of my favorite shots in this whole movie is... Like just straight up, Hopper, like standing behind the fire, looking at Flick, yeah. and just Hopper standing there with the flames behind him. It reminded me something out of fucking like Apocalypse Now, dude. dude. And it did, but it, as as amazing as he looked, Flick fucking he was like a superhero at just the end of an action movie where he just got the shit kicked out of him, but yeah. he stands up and he just swings back with his his logic and he's like you you need us and you know it yep and he's just even he's black and blue he's on the last limb and barely standing and he still stands up again Again. dude just like fucking spider-man yeah dude it's just go flick man just all day bro and then one of my favorite things starts to happen is it starts to rain and my favorite thing is them going run Run! And everyone scatters. Well, they all start. It, to, they all stand up to Hopper. Yeah. And they fucking put him in the cannon. They're gonna shoot his ass across out, the cannon. And it starts raining. They chase them all off. All the ants. Yeah, the, they outnumber. The grasshoppers are gone. They're you know they ran off. These ants are about to just destroy Hopper. And then the in comes gone. the mortar strike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is the rain. Yeah. And just every time a drop hit and is. The the effects. They I was were like, so genius. Bro. I was like, this just sounds like a Vietnam movie going on. Yep. And it's just the rainfall against these ants. And so Hop escapes. Hopper he is flick. done. He's grabbing Flick, like trying to go, just beat the hell out of him, and they go to save the day. And of course, the best part is just him being like Flick knowing exactly, well, if I'm gonna die. Hopper's dying too. And so he gets him right in front of the nest just to be like, hey, and then Hopper making all the noise, you know, which I guess to the bird, the bird would just hear like a grasshopper noise. I can't make a grasshopper noise. Um, but yeah, and so the bird, ha, is this another one of your tricks? Yeah. And then just the second it, it yells and Hopper just runs in fear, just oh, yeah. scared shitless, like, oh no, oh no, 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 no. And just, and bro, it he's done. bro, gets eaten alive by the by babies. His, by his biggest fear. Too. Yeah, by his biggest fear. Just taken out by his biggest fear, I love man. It. Dude, it's, Disney, it's way with getting rid of uh, villains like Clayton and Tarzan when they hang yeah, him from the tree. And then uh, throwing Hopper down the baby starts. Man, it's, they're, they're aggressive. It's, dude, I love it's, it. It's dark, bro, but it's like, damn, that's good. And so now that has happened, you know, Everybody's happy. It's now the new season. Bright days, bright colors. Ants all using Flick's grain harvester. Yep. Just getting food. And now the food is all for them. Yep. They don't have to share it with nobody. Everybody's happy. They're and, not impressed uh, anymore. My favorite thing is Hopper's brother is now a part of the circus. He is. The troops getting ready to leave on tour, and Hopper's brother is a part of the act. Uh, and then when they give 
the ants the rock yeah. as a parting gift. They're like, what is this? What's with the rock? I don't know. It must be a circus thing. It must be a circus <laughs> thing. And then, of course, is I wrote down Hopper's brother is now a clown, just like Hopper's life was. Oh, with yeah. With trying to make clown them shoes. think that they could always control the ants. They could always do this. They were in control. It was a very laughable mindset for him to think would work forever. Right. And so now his brother is just a clown, and it's fitting. And it's like, and as a kid, you're like, oh, yeah, that's where his brother would be. It's like, nah, dog, like, his brother's a follower of straight up, like, no, please don't kill me. Well, the thing about Hopper is he's kind of like Negan in the sense that he is aware. He's the only one that's aware that he's just a man, mm-hmm. and he's just leading people with his words. And he doesn't have much action to back it all up. Yep. He's just this dark, brooding character, but he is gracious when it needs to be. But he all, he knows that literally if they if people just stop listening to him then everything would crumble but nobody knows that but him yeah and that's what makes you still like that character because you kind of don't want him to get found out you you yeah. want to keep rooting for them even though they're fucking assholes and so we see the passing of the torch anna is now the queen dot is now the princess and so the the worlds are changing and then of course the the mom runs off with the the other older aunt, and then I forgot what they said, but it was one of those things. Something about how you, how about you rub me down? Yeah, how about you rub me down like you used to, or something like that. And I was like, oh my yeah. god, like here we go. And then, of course, the show must go on. So the they circus all cheer is back on, on the as road. They depart, they're all running off, and they forgot Heimlich. Yep, and Heimlich is coming out of his cocoon as a beautiful butterfly. A beautiful butterfly. And uh, with the tiniest wings you've ever seen. You all look like little ants from up here. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> God, it's so wonderful. And I love it. Man. And then that's that's it. And then, of course, it's not the end of a Pixar movie till you cue Randy Newman. And once you start hearing that Randy Newman, you go, well, I guess the movie's over. Dude, right here in yellow. Ends with Randy Newman. Time of your life. That's the sounds. Andy, Randy Newman is... The sounds of our childhood. Yeah, dude. Toy Story Bruh. to Bugs Life. Anytime a good Pixar movie came on at the end, nine times out of ten, it was gonna be Randy, Randy Newman. Newman. And I, it's soothing to me, man. Dude, I would listen to that. Randy shit all Newman day. has a voice that is just we here to calm these, you at we all times. We let these credits roll and listen to this music over and over. Oh yeah. And, over. and, and so, then you got the bloopers, the yeah, first dude, Pixar movie to incorporate outtakes. The bloopers were absolutely fantastic. The fact that they like, animated made them it. on top of it is so good. And and my thing is, I don't even think they were legit bloopers. I think they literally yeah. were like, we want to animate bloopers. And everybody was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And so like Kevin Spacey just doing it and be like, line. <laughs> and then just... Dude, I, so I'm seven years old. I'm sitting in the theater. I'm pretty sure this is the first time that... I'm ever introduced to the concept of post-credit scenes. I wasn't aware of bloopers. I wasn't aware of, like, stay yeah. through the credits. So I, and that was the, probably the first movie where I was like, there was more funny parts after when the yeah. credits are rolling. And I sat in the theater and we watched them. And I was like, this is new to me. We're I'm entertained yeah. while the credits roll. Well, and that's what I had been, like, watching a lot of movies with my parents. A lot of the older comedies they watch would have bloopers at the end of it. Yeah. And so, like, I thought it was funny. But, of course, as a kid, you're just like, oh, that's awesome. And then you get older and you're like, wait. How did they have bloopers of an animated movie? Yeah, right. Because they would have they would have had to animate it. Yeah, and so I just thought that was hilarious. And then I wrote down, man, like this was even better than I remembered it being. I'm so glad you said that. I just never rewatched it a lot. 
I never thought about it. And I think it's because I associated it with the movie Ants a lot, too. That's the thing. And I hated Ants. Those two movies came out around the same time. Yeah. And Bugs Life heavily overshadowed Ants. Now, if you've seen Ants, it's a more dark, more gritty comedy. It's a little gruesome. has a little bit more uh, intense language. It has that fight scene, which is very brutal. Yeah. Um, And it was overshadowed by this movie. But a lot of people do associate the two. They'll mix up parts of it, you know, yep. and it, they were two totally different movies. I, not as big of a fan as Ants. I think I'd appreciate it more now as an adult. I probably would, too, if I watched it. We should it. do that one soon. Yeah. Um, in reference, too, because they were so easily Alike, coerced but together. different. I think that we should watch. And like I said, I'm pretty sure as an adult, remembering all the, the more mature content of Ants, I think we would like it a lot better yeah. now that we're older. Well, see, and that's the thing is – Going back and watching some movies, like, I remember enjoying Osmosis Jones growing up. I love Osmosis Jones, dude. dude. It's one of my girlfriend's absolute favorite movies, and I sat there and watched a part of it with her one day, and I was just like, man, I'm just not entertained. Really? Yeah. Oh, I so, see. Like, I, that was one of the movies that I picked off the shelf. But, like, with as a token. kid, I loved that movie. Yeah. Well, my that was when my mom would go tanning, and I yeah. would look, and that was one of the ones I pulled like off the token. I remember it specifically, and I was like, "I'm glad I picked this movie. It was really good." Hell yeah! And so, and then I also wrote down like, "Man, this was really special." It was. Like, I'm really glad you enjoyed it. It's one of those things that like you look back on it now, and you're like, "Yeah, okay." I'm glad that like I got to grow up with this movie. Yeah, like this was really cool. And like I said, I might have forgot about it for so long and got it mixed up and everything, but now rewatching it, you sit there and you're like, "Fuck yeah." Like, yeah, this was wonderful. I'm really, like I said, so, I'm really glad because I, go for it. you said Toy Story, and we had talked about that already, and I was like, you know, that's great, but I feel like I just watched that not too long ago yeah. with the wife or something, and uh, I got to thinking about it, and I was like, I do remember wanting to do Bugs Live, so that's when I switched it up last Hell night, yeah. and I'm glad it was a good choice. Yeah, it was. So, and I would say, with how real is it, I, I'd say probably a 4.5. You think so? Yeah. I'll take that happily. I think a 4.5 is nice for Buck's life. I agree. So, I think so too. So that's, I think that's a, that's a wonderful little movie, man. It was, it was pretty, 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 pretty damn good. So I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be remiss without letting us get away with my rather lengthy review of this Go fantastic for it, film. So the movie is really well written and executed exactly how it should have been. The animation for 1998 was astounding and smooth and had great vibrant colors uh, the plot is simple to understand. Like I said, guy runs off to find help. The help, uh, out of necessity, takes the gig and isn't equipped to do the job. Some hijinks ensue. Uh, climactic fight. Oppressor abolished. Happy ending. It's a very simple to understand plot, but where it truly impresses you and pulls you in is every character that takes up even a second of screen time. Every character is crafted with a personality that is alive and on their own. And uh, you want to know about their lives before and after this whole part of it. You know, this chapter you're watching. You, I wouldn't mind a series of Bugs Life, but following each character just in like a day in the life of, you know. Just something like that um, because they're so enjoyable. And all the actors that played them to all the people that wrote the characters. Um, you even enjoy the traits and individualism of the grasshopper sometimes, and Hopper is a very believable and threatening villain. Um, Even watching it as an adult, I may love it more than the seven-year-old me in that I still, it still holds up and has me giddy this time just as every hundred other time I've watched it. I was able to understand every concept, joke, and dialogue piece and story note. Uh, I could appreciate the love put into each character, and watching it now, man, 
it really helped me learn a lot of life lessons that I desperately needed at this age. Uh, so if you're thinking that you couldn't sit through this movie for the sake of the watch along or uh, just listen to the ep without giving any attention or anything to the movie, um, and you're hearing this now, give it a watch. And even if you have to pretend that it's a horror thriller in the same vein of maybe <laughs> The Walking Dead, uh, however you do that, either way, this film is a classic and deserves much more attention uh, in our childhood hearts and recognition as one of the greatest child films to ever exist. Agreed. So I give it a five out of five reels, man. Hell yeah, dude. Okay. That's what's up. That's our opinions on A Bug's Life. So head over to Facebook.com and search Simi Social Movie Club and give us a follow. Drop us there. Drop us some likes on some posts. Get into some of those discussion posts. Look at some of the nice little episode pairing pictures we have to put up for you. Also, head over to our Instagram and our Twitter, both with the handle at MC, and do the same thing there. Give us a follow. Like some of the stuff. Get in on some of the discussions. We would love to have you guys there because – it would mean a lot for you to grow this community with us. And while you're at it, while you're there, share it with your friends. Even if you're not sharing it on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, you know, tell one of your friends about it. Go out there and go, hey, I listened to this show. I think you would really like it as well. Because guess what? That's how everyone grows. That's how community grows is by spreading it piece by piece. So whether you give us a share on Facebook, put us on your story on Instagram, put us on your whatever the stories are called on Twitter, or you're just telling by somebody word of mouth, go ahead and spread the news for us about what we're doing, and we would absolutely love to have more people a part of the show. Once again, a lot better than I remembered it being, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It was just super special. Like I said, man, I'm really glad that you liked it. Um, yeah. and, and watching it again, enjoying it as much as I did. I was able to break it down this time because knowing it so well and not having to spend so much time paying attention, but I was just drawn in as much as I was when I was a kid. So... I'm glad you enjoyed it, and uh, I want to hear what everyone else thought about it. Yes. And uh, do, do you have any, any ideas about, if I pick this one, you pick the next one, what are yeah. we doing? So, uh, as long as everything that is planned goes to our way. We have a special um, guest. We will have a special guest next week, and we'll be talking about The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Um, not with Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke is not the guest what? next week. Uh, I hate to let everybody down. If that changes by chance, um, the best way you f for you to know is going to be check the socials. You got to check and the socials. Case and that way you'll be up to date. Yeah, because in case something has to be pushed back or anything like that, and we got to change what next week's episode will be, you'll be able to know on the socials or I guess the next time you look at any of our Spotify pages, our Anchor page, Apple, Google, any podcast place, you get your episodes you'll see that it's actually not the wrestler um but go, go like there said, to go there to recommend movies yeah. because if we're only talking about movies and you're like well i don't really give a shit about this or that that we talk about next you tell us what to watch yeah. and we'd love to that way you can be more involved and in the next episode after the wrestler we actually have a pretty decent list of movies recommended by people um, so shout out to Ethan and shout out to Maddie for sending us movies that you guys want to hear us talk about because to us, it's really awesome. Um, so we got a list from one person. Uh, I won't say which person it was. Um, we'll we got put a, them all in a hat and, and draw it out. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll do like a drawing for that one. But, uh, Ethan did recommend, and this is going to be an absolute shit show and I'm ready for it. Um, Ethan wants us to do house of the dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah, we should do that. So we'll have to get Johnny in here uh, talking some horror with us again. We'll get zombied out. So we're going to 
be picking some new movies to do some uh, like you know fan picked movies. That's gonna be super awesome to do. Johnny also recommended why he was here in the studio. You guys didn't get to hear it on the episode, but you're hearing it here now. Um, Johnny wants to do the room. And I've actually to this day with Tommy Wiseau with Tommy Wiseau, I've never seen it. I haven't either. And so And I would really like to watch the companion film, uh, The Disaster Artist yeah. with the James Franco. I've never seen the room though. Yeah. And so I definitely need to get a hold of the room to watch it. Um, which we gotta have Johnny on that for that as well. So we might have to do a couple back to backs of Johnny. We could do that and have him coming in here because why it's not horror, it is still something that apparently he, it's he is super passionate about the room, bro. Apparently it's like, a horror show. Like, oh yeah, it's a fucking um, <laughs> it would be awesome to get y'all's thoughts on all these upcoming movies. Um, like I said, so with Maddie's movies, we're gonna put them into a hat, uh, pick one out, and that will be the movie we go with. Uh, for Ethan, it is going to be House of the Dead. Johnny wants us to watch The Room. So after The Wrestler, those are the next three in zero given order that we will probably do. So uh hope you're ready for some good movies because I love The Wrestler. The Wrestler is personally one of my absolute favorite movies. Um, it's a movie I would never watch if not given this podcast. And that's yeah. another good thing about this podcast is you're forced to step out of your comfort zone and maybe experience a really good film. Otherwise, you only wasted two hours. No big deal. You could have done yeah. that scrolling on the toilet. So I enjoy doing this for this reason. I've never seen it. I've never had any interest to see it. But I've heard it's a great movie. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready to find I out. I think my love for it comes for I have a huge love for professional wrestling. Yeah. And – the terms, the stuff, everything in it is perfect. And okay. if you know a lot about behind-the-scenes wrestling, yeah, it is even better to know, like, oh, shit, they're doing that right. And for someone like you who might not know a lot of the behind-the-scenes for professional wrestling, you're going to find it out by I, watching I, this movie. Well, having you and Tony and, and Chops, friends who are into yeah. that, uh, Jade, uh, Kevin, everybody who... I have found an interest in it through you guys because I I never got into it as a kid. I don't care about it, but you guys, your we, love for it makes me like I love to sit down and watch it with you all gotta, of you guys. You gotta get we gotta get you out to a pay per view with us. I, take Just me, at man. the house. Take all we me, do please. is cook food, let's drink some beers, yeah. watch a pay per view. I came one time we hilarious. went to Tony's. Yeah, yeah. So let's so, but yeah, I, I'm down for it. But see, I, I do know some of the the behind the scenes and okay. you know me i'm a behind the scenes guy there you i go, love man. stuff like that so i gotta know all the backstage shit so, so i'll i'll have we'll that watch that you. movie so we'll definitely have that like i said i'm super stoked for that one uh like i said i used to defend house of the dead so we'll see if i still defend house of the dead um see how it is for both me and you watching the room for the first time yeah and seeing how that goes and then with maddie's movie it'll be a luck of the draw i've seen a lot of them that she asked for all of them that she proposed, fantastic movies. Okay. So super stoked to see what the mystery movie out of that's going to be. And so you got a nice little lineup right there, people coming up. And then as well, if you want to recommend movies, that takes us out of having to sit down and figure it out zone. So if you send us stuff, as we'll you can watch tell, it. there's no rhyme or reason to our yeah. order. We literally just pick we, something and fucking run with it. Once again, go over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you get your podcast. Give us a follow. Give us a subscribe on those platforms. Let us know if you're on Apple Podcasts. Please rate us five stars. Let us know what you love about the show. And while you're there in your review, drop a movie you want to hear us do. That would be super awesome for us to see. Um, once again, check the socials out, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We've already given them to you. Go get them again. Get involved in the discussions. Talk to us, baby. We want to hear from you. We want to build the community. So from me and AJ, 
Thank you for listening to us rant about a bug's life and getting to go back to our childhood for a little bit. And keep watching movies. That was dope. I know, right? This production is brought to you by Vapor Valley Noise Cult. Camera speed. Sound production, take one. Action! A faded professional wrestler must retire, but he finds his quest for a new life outside the ring a dispiriting struggle. Join us this week on the Simi Social Movie Club while we take a deep dive ram jam off the top rope while talking about Darren Aronofsky's The Wrestler. Hey man, you want to watch a movie? How's it going, everybody? And welcome to the Simi Social Movie Club. Welcome back to another episode with us. As always, I'm your host, Cody Wilson, joined alongside the Velociraptor Wrangler, the top rope diving expert himself. AJ, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing fantastic, bud. Uh, God damn it. I wait every week for these uh, these new titles <laughs> I've received, so thank you for that. How are you doing, bud? I'm good, brother. I am good. You know, right now, it is a Saturday that we're recording. It's a different little day for us, so the weekend has started. We got some brews in the hands. It's uh, It feels nice right we now, do, man. man. I've been, like I said, I've been on this kick for a minute, like this 75-day thing, no sugar, no alcohol. But yeah. I only allot myself a little one beer when I'm podcasting. Turns out when you cut down drinking from a lot to barely at all, oh, it, it makes hard. a big difference, bud. <laughs> I'm telling you. And I had a podcast before this, so uh, I may be a little toasty for this one. I think it's hilarious. So yeah. the other day... We, I made him take a walk around the block for me so oh, I could God, reset. Oh, God, it was... <laughs> I found out how out of shape I am. Yeah, Cody's like, God damn, this fucking neighborhood is so full of hills. <laughs> I was oh, like, it was, it's just it was a rock, dude. <laughs> but, uh, so I think it's hilarious, though, that because you said that of like when you haven't had it, it hits you a lot harder. Yeah. So I haven't had beer in a month and a half, two months. Yeah. And because the last time we were doing stuff, I didn't have a beer. I was like, no, I'm good. Yeah. And, um, so I was like, okay, uh, so I went and bought a six-pack the other night, did a create a six, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to try some stuff I haven't tried. Well, the only thing I've been drinking is whiskey, so I guess my body got so accustomed to just be like, oh, you know, it's a glass of whiskey or a whiskey diet, here we go, that like, dude, I had three beers, and my body went, go to fucking hell, you're <laughs> right. not getting off this it couch, and I was like, oh, it. okay. <laughs> so I just sat there and watched movies, man. Hell yeah. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not getting up. So. Well, talking about watching movies, man, let's get into some housekeeping. Ooh. Boy, what have you? So, uh, tell me about the new stuff of the week, dude. Man, so uh, saw Suicide Squad. Uh, okay, here's a lot of mixed reviews. Spoiler alert! Just we're not going to spoil anything because I haven't watched it. But if you don't want to hear a review, wait. Okay, and I've heard a lot of mixed reviews. So without I, spoiling, how do you feel? I, it was the best DCEU movie that has been made so far. It's literally down the middle. I hear people being like, "This fucking sucked," and then people saying, "This was great." I know how bad the first one sucked, so I'm really excited about this one, and I don't have a lot of high expectations, so so I think visually it's going to sell it to me either way. So here's my thing. Um, Just for everyone to be clarified here, the DCEU started with Man of Steel and everything on. 
I have not like when Man of Steel came out. I was like, that was good. The I'm more not a I watch Man of Steel at all, but when I watched Man of Steel, I was like, now this is the only movie that's ever like I'm into Superman. Yeah. Um. See, that was the first Superman movie I enjoyed. But like, the more I watch it, the more I'm just kind of like, ugh, why do I have to sit through this every time? Yeah. But man, we rewatched Batman vs Superman before Zack Snyder's Justice League came out. Yeah. I don't ever want to fucking do that again. And no? it's like Justice League was fine, but it's four hours that I do. I'm not watching that ever. Again, I, I wasn't a fan. Like I, like it was fine. The last, I, it was a lot. The last the ten minutes, the whole Nightmare of Batman thing with the Joker. That was yep. the only thing worth watching. Oh, dude, if they would give us that movie, All right, oh, let's go. An so apocalyptic awesome. Batman. Um, That'd be great. But that last ten minutes, that last ten minutes was the only thing worth watching it for. Oh, see, and I, I enjoyed the movie. It was a lot better than the original version by far of the Suicide Squad or the no the, of the. Oh, Justice League, but uh, so well, this one, the, yeah, you're talking about Suicide this one Squad. though. It's like we're off the hills of the last DC movie that came out was Wonder Woman eighty four, yeah, and it was just a pile of dog shit, really. And so you're just like, okay, well, how much worse can it get? And then you're like, okay, it's James Gunn. Hopefully everything's fine. Brought so many people with him that you're like, okay, let's see how it goes. It starts you right out the gate. With like getting a team together, doing this, doing that, and then immediately just boom, right into the shit. Yeah. And then it's like three days earlier and stuff like that to where you're like, okay. It's throwing you in and, and out. Yeah, it's and throwing and you out. in and out okay. throughout a lot of the movie. Okay. And so you're like, this is awesome. Because it'll give you like a dude, there are so many points in that movie that like you're like, Oh shit, I shouldn't laugh. But well, it's James I, Gunn humor, so you're like, oh, I gotta watch. Fantastic. I'll watch it tonight, and I'll tell you how, it, how Dude, I, I I enjoyed it. That's For context, one of our buddies was here right as I got in here, and he asked me what I thought, and I was like, it's the best DC movie. That was old movie. Sloan from Baseball Banner. And he just straight up was like, you motherfucker. And I was he like, what? It was like good. Like, I was like, holy shit. Like, That's what I'm saying. We have good. opposing opinions, because he was very vocal in the group chat for Baseball Banner about how... He did not like it at all. It was like oh, miserable plan, through the whole thing. I plan on watching it again tomorrow. Well, I'm going to watch it so. tonight, and then I will kick in my two cents even on Baseball Banner. And uh, well, on next episode of Semi-Social, then, I'll let you know what I oh, think. Oh, that's supposed because to happen. Because I've been can, wanting to watch. We can do like a small little Suicide Squad well, episode, too. Well, we can, so. but I've been – we can because we're trying to pump out more content for everyone. But I've been wanting to watch Birds of Prey, and I haven't fucking got to watch it yet. You Every should. time I plan to, like something happens with being like a dad or a husband where it's like it just doesn't work out. Yep. And I've been trying for three weeks to watch this fucking Like movie. I said, I – is Birds of Prey a bad movie? I can't tell you. All I know is I had fun. But I left that movie last night happy, laughing, and actually going, that's the best DC movie I've ever seen okay. since Dark Well, Rises. I'll watch it, and we'll figure it out, man. So, I'll let you know. We'll talk about it. All right. So other than that, um, new Batman trailer. D- is it really? Yeah. Not a lot. Can we... Different about it, but... Not a lot about what? What do you mean? Different it, than what? They changed, like, there's one scene that's different in the trailer. In what trailer? There was a first trailer? You haven't seen the trailer for the Batman? Maybe I saw like a teaser, but there wasn't like a trailer. Oh, there was a full trailer like a year ago. Like exactly a year no, ago. There's no way. We'll, we'll watch, watch it after it. this. Okay. We'll watch it All after right. this. Because I need to know. Holy shit. Okay. But yeah, um but yeah, other than that, man, like it's been good. I watched Green Knight last week. Uh, How was that? Until I saw Suicide Squad, it was my movie of the year. It's then gotten, Suicide Squad took that spot. So Okay, cool. That's good news because the Green Knight got a lot of good reviews too, and I want to watch it. it too. Is, Where'd you watch it? I watched it at AMC. Oh, and so, oh, and you didn't call me. Oh, sorry, we have buddy. a fucking. <laughs> we've done this, this is the second time, Cody. Oh, yeah, second you know. time we've the last episode we just <laughs> talked about this. 
you <laughs> keep going to movies and you don't call me and we well, do I'll a fucking movie. But no, you won't. No, you won't. You say that and you won't. I'll make sure I do. Yeah, we'll see. We'll let you know. But no, it was, it was fun. It was a atmospheric, fantastic. Uh, Dave Patel killed it. Um, bro, it was just so good. Cool. Everything. About I don't it even good. know what it's about, but the visuals. Sir Goblin really cool. and the Green Knight. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, we'll watch that. Yeah, but it was good. What are we talking today? Today we're talking about the wrestler, baby. Um, Mickey Rourke. Mickey fucking Rourke, who got real metal with this role. <laughs> like, super fucking metal I w- with I this role. I would say so, man. And this is um, what? Uh, this is 2000, 2008. 2008. And uh, my my favorite thing is, uh, this is this is not your ready to rumble or anything like that, like funny wrestling movie. It's not a movie. comedy by any fucking no. means. Um, this you said this is one of your favorite movies. I I love this movie, and you love wrestling, um, so I, I can see the connection. And so I think that's my thing is like to me, it gives you an insight to wrestling of like the behind the scenes stuff, yeah. uh, things that happen, things that can happen, things that can go wrong, yeah, uh, stuff like that. Um, we'll get, I'll get to more about it at the top of the review. Okay. But uh, just to give you guys a little bit of a background, the storyline is this is a drama about an aging professional wrestler decades past his prime who now barely gets by working small wrestling shows in VFW halls and is a part-time grocery store employee. Um, As he faces health problems that may end his wrestling career for good, he attempts to come to terms with his life outside of the ring by working full-time at a grocery store, trying to reconcile with his daughter he abandoned in childhood, and forming a closer bond with a stripper he has romantic feelings for. Uh, he struggles with his new life and an offer of a high-profile rematch from his 1980s arch-nemesis, the Alatola, uh, which may be his ticket back to stardom. Um, and that's so, the wrestler. That's, that is the wrestler. Um, here's my thing for being a wrestling fan. Not everyone is Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, I say that You with, mean like in the like In, in the, the sense of sense? like... Hogan started in like it was like seventy eight, and dude, he didn't stop wrestling till two thousand and eleven. Holy shit! Like I think his final match was against Sting in two thousand eleven. Yeah. You're Impact. saying some everyone has and a so, fucking they have a deadline. Yeah, and like like like, like, like Tom Brady is he's he's, he's forty eight. He's the oldest. He's and he's up there, he's but the he's fucking, killing it. Yeah, he's the goat. exactly. And it's one of those things that he's the best. He's if we're going off of ring standards, he is the best. Yeah. And so Hogan, Flair, people like that who were wrestling You're saying this, well this into Mickey Rourke character the 2000s. doesn't have the sustainability yeah, of he's, a Hulk Hogan. Why now why he was in storyline sense as big was he? as one of those guys. The, okay. It's one of those things of but like in the 80s. Yeah. It's some you got to think they don't really get into it too much. Um in this of like well, the whole why in, the intro scene is like just the credits going and then yeah. it talking like it doing a montage of it was uh, whole career. announcements and then newspapers and, which, that's and all where that. My, my review but starts. there's no there's no like prime time show of him in the 80s it's just like announcements and like this yeah. whole collage well, of and pictures and stuff because it's like some of the stuff on the posters like the the venues are little like easter eggs and stuff on the posters and stuff it's like you didn't headline those venues in the 80s as some mid card guy, you were the guy. You were you were leaving there with thousands of dollars, right? Exactly. And so, you know, your cast is Mickey Rourke, uh, Marissa Tomei, Evan Rachel Wood, uh, Mark 
Margolis, Mar- which is hilarious because like he's only in the movie for a little bit. Yeah, just two but seconds. Like, he's at the top it, of the cast. Yeah, list. it's hilarious. This, this movie didn't have a lot of really like. Well, it's like and I, all four of those names right out the gate. It kind like, of it kind of one. God. Well, it one camera follows uh, Mickey Rourke's uh, Randy. Like it, it one yeah. camera follows him a lot. Like the montage of him at the like in the deli scene of him like oh, really dude. getting into it. That goes and on I, a bit long. Well, and I have that written down because of I think there's a reason to it. And there, I can and, see. Yeah. I'll tell you what I think so, about it too. But and there's a few other like really dope people like uh, like Judah Fredlander is in the movie. He plays one of the promoters. Super awesome, um, you know. And then there's a lot of really awesome indie stars with like Ajay Anade, uh Dylan Keith Summers, who is also known as like the Necro Butcher. You know, Greg Bello. You also have people like R Truth. And so, dude, so many people in this movie, bro, like, that are just here and wonderful. So, uh, we're going to get into talking about the wrestler from the top to the end of the movie, uh, starting right now. Snack segment! Okay, what do you want? Cheerios. Cheerios, they don't got Cheerios. What else? Lasagna. Lasagna? What the hell's the matter with you? We'll take, uh, hotcakes and sausage. Woo, boy! So what the what'd you have? So you take mm-hmm. some sugar free Cool Whip, right? Okay. And all you do is you you let it sit out for a little bit, let it get real soft. You take those ninety or seventy calorie low sugar birthday cake fiber one bars, and you crumble those up in it. You mix it up, you put it in the freezer, right? You come back in an hour, you eat that shit with a spoon. It's like ice cream. But it's birthday cake flavored, no sugar added, low fat whipped cream, and it's fantastic. Just dude. go get yourself some damn birthday cake Halo Top for the oh, love of man. Christ. Oh, I guess I could get the Halo Top, but <laughs> it's really good. The wife wanted to try it. She Hell saw yeah. it on. I, I uh, could try that. That'd she be saw dope. it on online somewhere, and and we tried it, and it turned out to be really okay. good. Yeah, I'll give that but, a shot. Uh, and then also working towards the end of the movie, I did have to jump into some of that, uh, that smart pop has the flame and hot. We can't eat Cheetos, the house but we right are now. eating the flame and hot popcorn. Hell so yeah. that was, that was my snack, buddy. What about yourself? So I also have a bag of the flame and hot popcorn at the house. Uh, that was going to be the snack, but then I ended up watching the movie next door with my girlfriend and her roommate. And Your girlfriend uh, lives next door. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. No, for real. Like she's really? literally my next door you neighbor. You live in your house and she lives next door. Yeah. I thought you were joking. No. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Legit. I will literally just walk into their house like boom, boom. Um, I think that's why you guys are so happy. So, oh, dude, I'm I'm just happy all the time. Period. I think. Um. So, we were gonna do that, and I was like, no. So we ate dinner, and then like after that was over, so I had like a whiskey. Like, just a glass of whiskey. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I think I, I'm just going to sit here and enjoy a glass of whiskey. For and the then, wrestler, you're going to be sitting Yeah, just sit there for the wrestler enjoying this glass of whiskey. And then, um, I don't know what they're called, but Kinder makes them. They're and called they're, Uncrustables, dude. It's just PB&J with the crust <laughs> cut off, okay? <laughs> I wish. Uncrustables sound so good all the time. Uncrustables are fucking um, amazing. But no, they're like the little Kinder, like, the candy eggs. bars. That No, not the eggs. They're oh. like the... Like, Kinder Bueno, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just really nice, air, airy, crispy. Um, there's like we have a giant bag of them at the house, and so it's just like, or I say that Tom 
has a giant bag of them at the house, <laughs> and he throws them at us. Yeah. And so the movie was getting ready to start, so he just started throwing. Like little treats? Yeah, and he just nice. started throwing those. And I was like, you know what? This will be fine. So that's what I did. All right, cool, cool. Because I, I think that you brought I it bought up. You snacks. were snack-lacking. I was snack-lacking. I bought snacks to watch the movie the day before, mm-hmm. and then I ended up going, I can't watch it tonight. If I watch it tonight, I'm not going to be able to go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch it tomorrow. you're going to want to wrestle. You're but then I up. sat there watching youtube and ate all my snacks that i bought for the snack segment so god damn yeah those were delicious though oh, yeah? <laughs> so yeah that was a snack lacking on my end again no nah, but you brought but, it man this was a good week yeah so uh at least i had something <laughs> you did yeah i'm proud of you because like i said last time it you know like you really were bringing some low ass heat last time oh bro but... i promise i'm gonna bring that heat next time That's even cool. if it's just so first off i can't do the smart pop Cheddar caramel anymore. Okay. It has to be the Boom Chicka Pop Cheddar Caramel. Yeah, now. really? Okay. Yeah, we, I still we, tried it. I've we tried bought it. all the smart food flavors the other day. Yeah. Just because they were on sale. Yeah. And we bought a bag of each. We cracked open. We were watching a horror movie, and she was immediately like, fuck yeah, Cheddar Caramel time. We cracked it open. Mm-mm. We're like, whoa, this tastes artificial. Bought really? a bag of Boom Chicka Pop the next day, opened it up, we devoured it in fucking 10, 15 minutes. Okay, okay, I'll try I was it. like, sweet, it. damn it. I was like, now we gotta go out of our way, because the only place in town I can get that is fucking Five Below. So now really? I gotta go to Five Below just to get my cheddar caramel. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do on my off days then. So, go and get it, man. So, hopping into the wrestler. Um, we start at the top, just like we were talking about. Um, you know, he's the main event, baby. Randy the Ram uh, Robinson... Killing it. He's on the top of the world. Got some of the biggest feuds. He's the baby face in this story. Um, the biggest like, sensation. Yeah. He's the Hulk Hogan yeah, in this he reality. Is, he is like basically the Hogan of this reality. Because um, it never Hogan. says any of those guys' names in yeah. this. So you just assume that like he was like the guy. Like He's the baby face. Um, you know, it. you're thinking everything's going to be great. And then boom. VFWs. And uh, normally, like if you're green as hell, you know, that's where you cut your teeth. That's where you go, man. You go to the VFW halls. You go to the bingo right. halls. You go to those places. You know, if you're an 80s megastar, like you're the, the baby face the 80s, man, what are you doing in a VFW hall? Right. You're the Hulk Hogan in yeah, this reality. And now that's not to take away from anything, like for people from the wrestling community that could be listening to this. I don't want to take anything away from people like the Rock and Roll Express, who they love doing that. Yeah, someone They'll from go, the someone from the renowned universe of wrestling is. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's it's one of those things of like I don't want to take anything away from them because it's like you know they go and do the little like studio NWA shows they love going and do, but then they'll go and do like an AEW thing and then they'll do weird shit with like talking shop, but like they'll be those guys that show up and they're like we'll wrestle a guy in front of hundred people. Like, why? Because we love wrestling. They do it for the fans. And so, you know, and, and much granted, he does that. But it's, you know, like, but Ricky Morton ain't hurting for money. Right. And, like, stuff like that. Like, the, the Rock and Roll Express, they're taken care of, baby. Right. It's all good. Maybe not so much Randy the Ram Robinson. Um, You know, he cut into it. He's, you know, busting his ass, getting everything good to go. One of the first things we see is, you know, he gets handed this cut for the night, and he's like, what the fuck? It's like $200. Yeah, and he's just like, hey, man, I thought the door was going to be better. And it's like, you know, and he doesn't want to fight about it because like, it's, a, sorry. it's a promoter that he's apparently used to. Uh, he doesn't want to fight about it because he knows there's kids there that probably 
had twice as long of a match as he did that night for a hot dog and five bucks. And so he was probably like, right. I don't want to say shit, you know. And like, he takes well, his I mean, money. At, at, what are you going to do? What are you going to yeah. do? Yeah, well, he's done this so often, he probably gets low cut all the time. Yeah. You know? And then, of course, but then, of course, the guy, hey, man, I need you for Legends weekend, dog. Don't forget. And so that's your first call in the movie of something that's going to happen. And it's so fucking degrading future. because you're like, I don't want to, but I have no choice. Yeah. And it's, it's man, it's one of those things, too, of like, you know, then you see it, he's he's sleeping in his fucking van because he's basically evicted from his house when he gets home because he hasn't paid his rent because he's using all of his money to most likely buy all of his steroids. Oh, yeah, and buy he's all spending of his drugs, on strippers. Strippers, and then he's using his wrestling money to provide for his rent, all this stuff. That way he can say, I'm a professional wrestler. Right. And it's like, man. And so, like you think about it. He's got merchandise. It. He's going to like flea market or what are those? Like a, it's like a city commerce, small, not a Comic Con, but like a meet and greet with like people famous oh, yeah, in yeah, the we'll, area. Yeah, we'll get, to, we'll get yeah. to that one. So It's uh, sad. So it's fucking sad. It's, man, it's one of those things. And like, you know, he starts sleeping. Like I said, he's sleeping in his van. He wakes up. The kids like all loving. The kids are like, banging the on the hero. thing. And he gets out all mad. Yeah. No, no, well, he's acting mad. He's exactly. Like, ah, and then you find out like so he's yeah. like, oh, he's playing with these. Yeah, kids. Yeah, he's like, he loves these kids to death. Like these kids look up. They're to waking him up. And, Ram, wake up! And he doesn't like, you know. And in that situation, it's just like you don't want to be that guy, right? Like it's like yeah, your life's shit. But he's like he's taking his time to take care of these kids too, and of course, like you know, uh, you know, his boss thinks he's a joke of like. Oh, you what you got? Like you can't. I thought you like hugged men on the weekends, and it's like, uh, bro, like, do you want to like like that would be my thing, man. It's like if you're the baby face of the '80s, I'd be like, bitch, like you know who the fuck I am. I go to the right spot on the right day. I'd have a man kill you, <laughs> like, done and done, right. dude. But obviously, like, he wasn't that big. That guy didn't give a shit. Well, Unless he well, was just that, a natural asshole. Oh well, yeah, he's just an asshole. Period. Um. And they're like, fuck the boss in this movie. And there's people out there like him. And it's like, just fucking leave your job. Right. <laughs> fuck them. Um, no, so he's asking for the extra hours. He has the money. And, of course, well, you know, I've only got this or that or weekends. Well, can't do weekends. Uh-huh. So all this bullshit. You're so like, he has to do deli. Yeah, so, well, he doesn't take deli yet. That's later on. And so he's just like, okay. So he takes the extra time that he did have to, you know, load the trucks, do all that stuff, just to get an extra hour here or there. And then, you know, it cuts back to the next night, next show. And this is where it gets to the stuff I love about wrestling, the com- the camaraderie of the locker room. Um, I mean, if you go to a live wrestling show, dude, there's no better crowd in the world. Like, you can go to a concert, and there's people that are going to be bitching left and right. Half the crowd's there for... You know, this band, the fourth of the crowd's there for this band, so on. But at wrestling, everybody's there, there for professional wrestling, bro. Yeah, that's true. And so it's like I have friends that they've, like, they did training. They've been in locker rooms and everything. And, they're like, that's their favorite thing about shows. Like, even if it's only local, they're happy, man, because, like, those are the guys. Like, they're those are the boys. And so, uh, you know, it's like doing that. And then, like, you see him go over the match with the guy. Like, they're talking, you know, just a little bit here and there. They they want to work it in the ring. They don't want to talk it over too much. 
You know, he doesn't want to do that. And then it cuts to, like, the whole, like, oh, you working, like, you don't work the leg, man. That's so old. That's all. You know, work the head. And the guy, no, no, we're working the head. Oh, you guys are working the head. Okay, we'll work the leg then. Never mind. Screw it being old school. We'll it's, work the leg. It's, it's very odd. And, like, for me, not really being a part of this community, I understand more now. Because, I, like I said, I love it because you guys love it. You yeah. and all my other friends. Um I was I, I I was subjected to it whenever I was a child through my cousin yeah Zach and I didn't give a shit. I like it more now as an adult because you guys like it for all those same reasons that the address and the show of it and I've found interest in stuff like that. Yeah, it is insane to see like it is such a theater. They're yeah. all talking oh, yeah, like dude. as they go. You're just improvising stuff and you're like, okay, you take it or I'll take it. And they work with each other and they play off. Yeah. And you're getting to see the behind the scenes. Oh yeah, and it's it's and really it's, intriguing. And a lot of people because like kayfabe kind of died in the early two thousands. But, like, a lot of people still try to give this movie shit for being like, oh, you're giving away secrets. It's like, bro, kayfabe's fucking dead. Like, to kids, it's not. Like, to someone that's my age or older, if you're still, like, like, I get blown away when something happens at a wrestling show and it shocks the fuck out of me. And I sit there going, yeah. holy fuck, they got me. Holy shit. Like, when I get. Because it doesn't when, happen often. Yeah, like, when I get kayfabe now, I'm like, holy fuck fucking shit that just happened but it's like man it's been dead for so long because like uh like behind the mat aired in 99 and fucking movie theaters across the nation and so it's like everyone knew everyone got Um, in on the secret but then you start getting you know he's cutting his razor blade so he can blade if he needs to and which i had to tell my wife about i know because of you guys and like because of tony told me i think at one point and my wife's like what are they doing i was like it's called blading they put they like hit slip their scalp so blood runs down like in the front and that was fun to be able to know or forehead wherever you can really uh just don't (laughs) don't john cena blade job (laughs) that's the key thing here um you know so he's putting the blade under his wrist tape to get ready in case he needs to get some color, which means you need to draw some blood. Okay. The yeah. easy way. Hard way would be getting busted open. Uh, like, yeah. actually busted open. So, which is, know, a, is also an acceptable form? Like, you just try to get busted open? Uh, like, normally, you would it? not go hard way. Some people do. Uh, like, Orton and uh, Lesnar at SummerSlam, I think it was 2016. Yeah. Um, the, the blood pack didn't go off, and they fucked it up. And so, oh, so Orton just looked just at him and went, hard way me. And so, literally, Brock Lesnar just sat there raining elbows down on Randy Orton's head until he busted himself open. Oh, I saw that. So, yeah. And everyone talked about just the raining elbows. And you're like, you got this fucking 275-pound yeah, monster on top of you. Oh, yeah, dude. And it's and Orton was out for weeks, man. Like, two, three weeks because yeah. concussion protocol. God but damn. they wanted to throw a show, man. So, uh, you know, now, like I said, they're already going over the match uh, with the match queuing, the blading. Who's going to work the crowd? He's like, no, nah, man, just go with the cheap heat, meaning, like, you know, act the heel. You don't have to do anything special because uh, he asked if he can low blow him. He still does. It gets that extra crowd boo, and you can see Ram go, okay, kid knows what he's talking about. Okay, cool. He knows his crowd. Stuff like that, especially at VFW halls, you'll know your crowd. Right. If you're working that same venue all the time, you know those people. You know what's going to piss them off. Um, and so it's like my favorite thing is, he, you know, the promoter is going over – the show, he's going to match. He's like, and for the strap, it's Randy the Ram versus I forgot guy's name. Where's the fucking strap, bro? The strap for what? Well, the strap would be the belt. And it's for the strap. Okay. I don't know these two. Neither ones. one of them came out with a belt. Okay. Neither one of them left with a belt. 
I still don't know. What that so means. my thing was like when pretend he was like, I know nothing. Fair. And that's where we. Start. Him just saying like this one's for the strap would be that it is for the belt. Okay. And so where's the strap? And there was no belt. There was no one. Not neither one of them. We saw them both come to the ring. See, you they would be the expert on catching these uh, these fuck ups, these continuity <laughs> fuck ups on this. Episode. And I was like, "What is this bullshit?" And it's to the me, first it time I've legit. noticed it. The first time I'm watching this movie, I've noticed it, and I went, "Wait a fucking second. Yeah. So, but um, and then we get the you know he sits down with him. He pays Ram. He's like, "Hey, I heard you're going to Legends Weekend." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'll be there." And um. He's like, awesome, man. It's been 20 years, you know, right? 20 years to what? You versus Ali at the fucking garden, man. He's like, oh, man. That has been 20 years. Yeah. Which puts him probably at 55 years old. Which he realizes, I can make some money off this. And then, well, he goes, I was thinking, you know, Ring of Honor is going to be through that weekend. Right. Let's do the rematch. You know, Ram, Aliyah, too. He's like. Yeah, man, you know, you know, feels good, man. He's got his car shop out in Arizona. I've already called him. He said he's in. Yeah. Well, then sign me oh, up, brother. about the other guy. Yeah, he's like, yeah. sign me up, brother. And he's just like, all right, cool, man. And so now he's like, you know, this could be my ticket back. Probably not at 55. Right. Like, sorry, it doesn't happen too often. And it's like, especially like, when he hasn't been showing any improvement, just doing the same stuff over and over, it's like, yeah, that's going to work for a Legends well, again, night. It's or like, it, this again, it's like football players. It's why you retire at, like, 38 or yeah. 40 at the latest because you're your so old. Like, you were playing an athletic sport. Dude. And being a wrestler, you're doing hardcore damage to your body all the Hulk, time. So there's no way you can sustain that Hulk for Kogan, a lifetime. Hulk Hogan was 6'7". Yeah. He's 6'4 now. What? Because he had to have, like, he went from 6'7 to 6'5, and he had to have surgery where they took a part of his spine out and, like, something else so he could walk right again and it not hurt. That's crazy. Because he's dropped, dude, those guys are working five to six days a week, and in the words of Ric Flair, twice on Sundays. Yeah. Like, bro, like, back in the 70s and 80s, it was no joke, and Hogan's dropping that fucking leg drop. Every night. That's what I'm saying, man. It's, and it's, it's like, bro, it fused his spine yeah. to his These old wrestlers, hip. that's why, like, that's and it's, insane. Man. You should be retired out by then. Yeah. And it's... it's and, But he has know, no look means at someone, of income. Look at someone like The Rock, who he worked at the Indies and the small time until, yeah. what, 96? Or probably 94. And then, you know, he's in the E from the 90s till late 2000s. Movie career takes off completely. Yeah. He doesn't need the ring. Comes back, does a big match here and there, does an appearance, stuff like that. They're thinking about bringing him back for stuff like that. It's like someone like Dwayne Johnson can still go. Right. You're not going to put him in a 25-minute match. Right. You're going to put him in a 10-minute match against someone that you just want to see him go at it, be a cool little event, awesome, done. It's like Batista's retirement match. No holds bar match. Yeah. Him and Triple H. It's like, bro, I don't need to see two 55-year-old men going at it. But I was happy to because I wanted to see it. But it was one of those things that you're just like, sometimes things were probably better left the way they were. Yeah. And it's like, so you get to that, and then, you know, that's our ROH name drop. Like, Ring of Honor is coming to town. 
So, like you said, he's he's spinning it. He's got to make his way back to the big top. So, you know, we get more locker room goodness. You know, good job, Ram. Good job. Good job, everybody. Like Giving you everybody said, again, back to and, the camaraderie. Yeah. Of, like, everybody really – like, in the ring, it seems very aggressive. But back behind the scenes, it's just an improv group. Yeah. And then you get to the strip club where he walks up. And, of course, the, the guy outside knows him. Just like, what up, Ram? And then him being like, hey, man. You think your boy can get me something, man? My back hurts. He's like, what you thinking, man? He's like, you know, just some perks, man, something like that. And he's like, yeah, man, come by the mansion later this week. I'll get y'all <laughs> which, set up. Which is like probably a crack house. Well, the I, I figured the mansion meant his trailer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's still crack house. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's like, and so I put strip club where everybody knows your name because everyone was like, what's up, Ram? Right, he's <laughs> like, there. Walking he's a regular, in, man. And then – um. Yeah, this is where we put uh, Marissa Tomei will always just be chef's kiss. It's just mwah. Just, Marissa Tomei is fucking beautiful. I've, se- I, she, I've seen her in so many other things, and this was the most recent movie I had ever seen her in, Like mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, one I wasn't exposed to. And I was like, this is a side of the movie that like yep. you don't see the side of her often. Mm-hmm. And if you see the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. And uh, so it was just like... Chef's kiss. Yeah, bro. Uh, and so, of course, she he gets a lap dance, all the good stuff. She, he's telling her the scar stories, you know. Yeah, why he's the, all fucked the Big up. old war stories of everything. And then um, after that, we cut to the drug deal in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of, uh, my favorite thing is, uh, and this guy is actually, the guy that's playing him, I believe, was a pro wrestler and he's a bodybuilder. But uh, my favorite thing is him just being like, you know, I got this, 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 this. It's like that scene from Sisters. Did you ever see Sisters with Tina Fey and uh, Amy Poehler? Uh, so John Cena plays a drug dealer in the movie, and he's yes, like, "Yes, yes, yes, I've like, seen it." He's like, it. "I got yeah. weed, I got coke, I got heroin." And they bring I got him, perk, they bring him I got to the Adderall. party, and he just like stands around. <laughs> yeah. Like weird. yeah, and so it's kind of like that, where he's like, "You know what I got, man? I got the, I got GHP, I got this, I got this, 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 this." And he's like, "Well, let me get some of the. I'm gonna need some of the juice." And he's like. You want Chinese or you want this? And he's like, I don't want any of that Chinese shit. And he's like, all right, man, I got you. You know, all of this all together, $900. I know you only got $400, Ram. I know you're good for it. Here you go, buddy. And, like, gives him all this stuff. And he's like, also, I got a buddy that needs some perks. Can you? Uh, and he's like, yeah, I got you, buddy. Don't worry about that. $900 for some fucking steroids Just for fucking and steroids and shit. Just so he can. That's insane. In his eyes. He keep doing his keep job doing to make what more he's money. Doing. Yeah. And well, the steroids keep him going so that he can, yeah, perform yeah. these acts that that net him in more money. It's just a it's just a resource fund. Yeah, and so it's just like, oh damn. But uh, you know all that. But then he's like, hit me with it. Hit me. Are you trying to get big? He's like, well, I ain't gonna be as big as you, Ram. And it's like, dude is twice his size already. What do you mean you ain't gonna be as big as him? Right. You already engulfed this dude. <laughs> and then of course you get to. The next big thing about wrestling, he got the tanning room. Yeah. So now he's going to the tanning bed. Of oh, course, I loved it. His whole, there. his whole like routine and regimen to keep himself fucking like getting his hair dyed, yep. going to the gym, going to the fucking tanning bed. Like this dude has a whole fucking routine he has to do mm-hmm. every day just to keep the fucking measures about him. Yep. And so, dude, like that, and then we see him and what I it was the drug dealer, was it not? That was gimmick shopping with him. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're shopping for gimmicks. And he's and, like clamping the fucking uh the lid tops on the dude's yeah. props. And so yeah, they're shopping for props, gimmick shops, sorry. But then we get our next promotion name drop with C Z fucking W. And you're like, Oh shit, 
it's the first time I, I ever watched like this movie. That. I wasn't like that. What does that mean? So, so CZW was a company that came basically birthed out of the void that ECW left. Okay. And, and so this was canon? This is what this was or this is real life? No, this like the, the where he is in the like the death match in this uh-huh. movie. That's a real company. Okay. CZW is legit a fucking like okay. you don't be squeamish and watch a CZW match. It's like going to a GCW show today what and being like, man, I don't like Orange blood. Cassidy, does he do CZW stuff? I don't believe Cassidy ever did CZW, but I don't know. But there's people that do death matches that you would be like, they won't do a fucking death match. And then you see it happen, you're like, oh, shit. Um, but, yeah, so he's signed on now to go against uh, Necro Butcher, who is a legit death match wrestler in this world. Uh he is a wrestler that got into deathmatch wrestling when he was in his 30s. He loved it so much that he wanted to do it. Um, you know, when he looks at him and they're doing, they're going over the match before they go, and he goes, well, you know, I can do pretty much anything, sir. You can beat the hell out of me if you need to. You can stomp a hole in is me. Is this the guy Just that don't he, like, run. staples his head? Yeah. And fucking He's like, don't make me overalls. run. That like, dude was insane. Dude is a legit deathmatch wrestler that just does not give a fuck. Um, and so... You know, him being like, I can hit the ropes once, but don't make me go back and forth. I don't want to have to run a lot. And then, bro, you start seeing this 55, most likely, year old man in a fucking deathmatch scenario. I'll give him 50. But it's like, bro, at 50, if We're I was a professional he wrestler. He was more than 50. Like, right now, in my life, if I was a professional wrestler, Dude, I don't want to be in a death match after 40. That is just... No, that's insane. I, that's Still blood loss I don't to want to have to deal with. And so, like, them doing the staples, the, you know, throwing each other through the glass planes, the fucking, you know... Nowadays, it's light tubes, and yeah, which is fine. shatter easy. Like, shatter easy, but then they take the spikes from the end and spike your face with them until it's done. If you're Nick Gage, you use a pizza cutter, stuff like that. Then you get the you sick fuck, you sick fuck oh, yeah. chant. Um, I have a lot of just wrestling shit. When they're like cleaning him up and then going back oh, and forth between bro. like what's happening and then the the repercussions. Yeah. And, do, and then, of course, you know, use my leg. Use my leg. That is a shit that happens in wrestling more than you think. Like someone being like using amputee stuff and like just doing stupid shit like that. Like, bro, it that'll make a crowd pop faster than anything. He does it. Yeah. It's hilarious. Match ends, they're in the back. You know, docs are gluing them up. Because there's no... This ain't a hospital, baby. You're not going to a hospital leaving a CZW show. Right. Like, you just made $2,000. What are you going to do, spend it at the hospital? No. You're going to glue yourself up. And they're pulling, like I said, stables and yep, glass, glass and all kind and of shit out everything. of everything. And then, of course, he pukes. And you're like, okay, maybe it's because he had a rough time. Well, no, not so much. Uh, Randy the Ram has fallen. Um, you know, almost dies. You know, pretty sure it was a heart attack. Yeah, I think it was because he because like he had to have and bypass. Yeah. and um, he, you know, doctor tells him he needs to retire, and he goes, "Doc, I'm a professional wrestler," and he goes, "Yeah, you don't need to do that." Anymore. Yeah, he says that's it's all I have. Like, yeah, and then him just like, it's all I've got, and it's yeah. like, man, it's not. Your life is worth a lot more than dying in between those fucking ropes, nah, bro. But I don't know, man. That's like, what else? Was, he was living in his fucking van. What well, else was he doing? Well, my thing is, 
and I'm going to get to this in a little bit in the review, and it'll explain a lot more. Uh, so before that, just or actually, I have it right now. Like he almost died. Like he, like when he keep like the doctor keeps calling him Robin. Yeah, and he's like, it's Randy. It's it's not because he doesn't like being called Robin. It's because he's living the fucking gimmick. He's yeah. Randy the Ram. He's not Robin well, anymore. Well, but yeah, Robin is like uh, not. You know, it's like a Robin is a guy that lives in a trailer. Right. Works at a grocery store, right? And doesn't have anything. Yeah, this is Randy the Randy Ram. the Ram is a fucking That's sports famer. Am. He's a Hall of Famer. He's yeah. a fucking main eventer. You know. Well, then he goes and meets his daughter. Yeah. yeah. So you she know, don't want shit to do. Well, my favorite that. thing is he pulls the towel off his rack in the next scene, and uh, there's tits behind it because yeah. here's the thing. And I was like, ha! He ripped the towel off, and there's boobs. Hilarious. That's like yeah. the most '80s fucking guy thing. Period. It was a good throwback. Um. Yeah. But yeah, and then we get the old school NES segment where he's playing the old. He's trying to show the kids like, yeah, the Ram, the Ram, man, look at me, that's me. And then they're just like, you play Call of Duty Four? Call of Duty Four is kind of tight, bro. It's kind of cool. <laughs> playing as himself. And then he goes to see the stripper. Yeah. Um, and like I wrote down this time, dude, like writing down notes for the first time watching this movie opened my eyes a lot. Of like, she's the only outside human being. Outside of the wrestling world, other than the kids and his landlord, yeah, that he that has he has a connection with. to, yeah, he comes. Yeah. But like and again, it's just her. Like she's just seeing a customer. Yeah, he he's just doing her. She's doing her job, right. and he's just going to vent. But of course, he doesn't see it that way, and so it's one of those things that you're like, oh well, shit, bro, this is getting weird. But um, it's like, well, where's your daughter? And then he's like, oh. Um, I, don't, I don't really know. Yeah, he didn't really have anything and, to do with her. You know, and then I wrote that down of like, dude, this is wrestling families in the 80s. Like, there were a lot of wrestlers that were like this in the 80s. Well, because like, you were on the road. It's like yeah. an actor, you know? Yeah, it's, and it's, it's... You're either traveling with well, them or you're traveling without them and you're I gone feel, all the time. I feel wrestlers in the 80s lived the gimmick a lot more than current guys do. Right. Like, current guys know, I'm going to go the fuck home. Right. They, fuck they that extra $300. I'm gonna go turn my car in, go the fuck home. Right. See my kids, see my wife. Right. And um and so it's like now we hit Legends Weekend before he goes to see his daughter. And holy shit, bro. Uh so I wrote down first off, uh, you gotta push those gimmicks. He's, he's setting the gimmicks up so he can sell some shit. Boy, is it sad though. Because like it is just the saddest of Legends Weekends. It's all the guys that are like movie super, super down on their luck, like you know, in wheelchairs because of it, lost this, arms, this lost is a like leg. A, yeah, and he, he now sees, has. He's open, like, I'm he be thinks that. that he's like the guy still going, but underneath, he's the guy now with the giant scar where they just had to cut into his heart. Right, and uh, you know, he's setting up his gimmicks and he hasn't updated them because it's still VHS it's all tapes, VHS tapes, and yeah. like one color print shirts of that looks so oh awful. God. They're so and, old. It's you know, a box. Like, he has Polaroids since the '80s. He's selling Polaroids, dude. He doesn't even have headshots. Right. Like he doesn't have any eight by tens. Nothing. And so, like eight dollars for a Polaroid. Yeah. It's it, like it, fuck, bro. How he, are you? He's eating? just so far behind the times. Yeah. It's like. Like no one's gonna buy the VHS tapes unless it's an old person. And like he looks around. And I mean, it's even like, in two thousand eight, it would have been it wouldn't have been Blu-ray, but it would have been full integration on DVDs, DVDs for sure. Yeah, 
And you so, would have walked by him and like the fuck do I do uh, with why a VHS? Is that guy got VHS? Well, yeah. see, you say that now in 2021. I walk by a wrestling table and they got a VHS. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I what did buy that? a Batman Returns and a Gone yeah. in 60 Seconds VHS at a flea market yeah. for a dollar a piece because I was like, I just need these. As Dude, if I found wrestling pieces. tape somewhere for like a buck, I bought them all. You would have to get them. Bought yeah. them all. Um, so, you know, the realization of he's getting old, it, it hits in. And like, normal people would go, I can't do this. Right. Someone like Steve Borden, Sting. Is that who that is? Yeah. He leaves, you know, well, he's not in the movie, but I'm just using it as a comparison. In real life, yeah. He left, you know, he was sitting at his, like, he's, Sting is like a really religious guy. Really? And he sat, he was said he was sitting at church one day and he was just like, I hurt. Why am I doing this still? And, but he didn't want to stop. Because you're at church, not and, at home resting. Yeah, and he was, yeah. <laughs> but he was like, he said he sat there and he said he talked to his wife about it on the way home. Like, this is an interview he had with somebody. And he said he looked at her and he goes, why? And she goes, because it's what you know. And he goes, yeah, but I know standing up and talking to people. I know preaching. I know all this stuff. Why am I still doing this? And she goes, because you can't let it go. And he was like, huh. And so when like, he ended his WWE career, dude, he was just going around different churches given like seminars or going to comic conventions and signing pictures like he seemed like he was content to be done but now he's back in AEW doing his thing as a manager and you're like bro like I kind of want to see him one more time oh, and is I that think what it's he's doing now and I think it's people like us like me especially that's like I want to see someone get their their one last push yeah they put I want to see them put the right guy over one more time yeah I'm the asshole of why they got to wrestle into their fucking 60. <laughs> because you you're, you want that nostalgia. Yeah. And so, like, you hit that of, of like, just what the fuck am I doing? I'm so old. Yeah. And so it goes back to to the stripper, and I'm like, of, or by the push of the stripper, I should say, he goes to see his daughter. Yeah. And um, not a pretty sight. You know, she doesn't want to talk to him. Um, She hates him. For not really being there for, um, and of course he's like, I had a heart attack, yeah. and so her first thing is like, you want you know, something from? Oh, me. you want you want me to you want me to take care of you? When in retrospect, Randy really just wants someone to talk to, and he well, just he wants, said it. He's lonely. Yeah, right? it's like I'm. He's lonely. He's a lonely old he washed up guy. Want to be alone anymore? Yeah, and. It's like, damn. And then him being like, and then of course he goes to get a present for her. And the stripper's helping him, like, you know, I'll do it. And then her being like, or him being like, she might be a lesbian. Does that help you? And she was like, no. <laughs> and like, even in 2008, I was like, damn, dog, in 2008, they got this shit right. What I did <laughs> like, love is how he asked, he's like, I like this jacket. And she's like, no, get her a peacoat. And they had that exchange. And she's like, no, just get her the peacoat. Yeah. And then so later on, when they meet up for that date, yeah, then he hands her the he hands her the coat, and it's the green one that he liked, and it, it's goofy, and she doesn't like it. And then so he hands and her, and he's like, "I have your real one," and he gets the peacoat. He got them both, and I thought that was that was yeah. really endearing in the film. And I thought I, the callback to it, I was like, "He got both well, of them. That's sweet." It's her, it's him trying, man. He tried, and it's like I went through the same thing with my he dad. Fucked up. We saw from his perspective how he fucked yeah. up, but she all she saw was my dad did it again. Yeah. Well, it's like, and I went through the same thing with my dad. Like, when he went to a nursing home is when he really started to be like, shit, I should probably 
actually talk to people and be yeah. nice to people. And so it's like, that's how me and my dad bonded finally was like, yeah, it took years, but it was one of those things of like, okay. And so it's like, you know, he's just trying to find the best way to back. Like, okay. How can I get her to at least fucking talk to me? Right. What can I do? And of course, you know, takes her on the pier of like, Oh, remember when this used to be over there, blah, blah, blah. And of course, uh, she's, she just hood rat shit. Breaks that fucking lock off that door, baby. Oh, uh, yeah. As you should. And I was like, is this a fucking ballroom? They go in that big ballroom. As it says ballroom on the door. Right. And she's like, I think this used to be a ballroom. It's like, well, if you would have read the door instead of fucking kicking it down. They dance. Um, she compliments on him on being able to, to lead. To lead. And, um, you know, him just having a really good time with his daughter. Right. And then takes her home. Well, they plan another day. And it's like, day. can we, can I take you to dinner? Yeah. Like, you know what? Yeah, Saturday works better for me. Saturday it is. All right. You're starting to feel for this guy. You're like, all right. Now yeah, like, you're like, like man, he, the Rams. He's getting he's a getting relationship together, with his daughter. Man. He's all good. And, you know, we got to go. And um, I put, man, you got to make sure when you're a wrestler that you're investing and saving. Yeah. Don't end up like the Ram, man. No, he's and, fucking penny to penny. And so, um, you know, gives the stripper the action figure. We're going, we're backtracking just a slight bit. <laughs> oh yeah, gives her the action figure, and she goes to get a drink with him. You know, kisses her. I don't, I don't do this with clients at the bar. Yeah, yeah. at the bar. And so she leaves, and he's just, he's happy because he's like, okay, yeah, she stayed I, well, for a, a bit. shot. Yeah, yeah, it was like she, she stayed didn't for pull a bit. away. She wasn't repulsed. And, and then he goes to work. And this is the scene that you were talking about. And I thought it was brilliant as he's putting his hairnet on to work the deli counter for the first time. And they pipe in that crowd noise. Yeah. And it's like just, he's it, walking like out. Like he's walking yeah, out and to he's fucking have the, the match stage. of his life. And then he just That's sits there. the one thing I knew about him like in the movie is like I know he's a performer. He's an artist because he's going to pitch himself yeah. at this uh, his butchering job. Like, uh, you know, this uh, – Grocery deli job. Yeah. He's going to put in the same amount of heart and charisma yeah. as he does for his wrestling. And you can hear when he's like gearing up, walking out, and they've got the the, the crowd cheering, and he walks through the fucking Dude, uh, when, doorway. Like, when the crowd stops, yeah. And you hear the yeah. of like the flaps, and then he walks to the deli and he's like, How's it going, everybody? It's and really so like that, you're good. like, Holy hell. I like, like it. that was so good. And I thought it was well shot. It was fucking amazing. And then, um, you know, he's he's feeling good, man. The you know he's got the ups and downs of work, you know, and he's bored, but he's but he alive. gets into a rhythm, like and he starts enjoying the yeah, little piece, the showmanship of it. Yeah, he's happy, and he's, he's putting on he's a show, cracking jokes with the customers, he's, yeah, calling them honey he's, and sugar. Like, How's it going, sweetheart? What can I get for right. you? Stuff like that. Like, man, like he's just having a good time, and so he's like, man, you know, I could get used to this, just working, yeah, being with my daughter. I'm canceling everything, man. I'm retiring. I'm done. So he calls every promoter to beg. I'm retiring. And it's like, but the match is in like three uh, a month. Man, I'm done, brother. I'm sorry. I'm hanging the boots up. Okay. Well, you know, the present. Then we get, that gets back to the date of like, he hands her the presents. They go on the stuff, do everything. You're yeah. caught up now. So, um, and I also put nothing uh, says tra uh, bonding, like trespassing. Uh, that's also also put that <laughs> where they go into the ballroom. Then he doesn't know what to do on a Friday night. Yeah, and so he's like, "Well, shit, what do I? I'm retired. What do I do?" So he goes to a show, and the promoter's like, "Oh shit, Ram, what are you doing? I thought you were retired. I am. I just wanted to come watch a show." 
well, come the fuck on. And promoters walking him through. They he watches the show and he hears that person's back hit the mat for the first time. Yeah, and he's like, and you see it change on his face of, and uh, then going in the back, uh, we get our truth is now in the in the movie. Uh, the man himself. Uh, and he's like sitting there talking to him, and he's just like they're hanging out, and he's like, "You gonna go out for a beer? You buying? You know what? I'll buy you. Come on, I'll buy beers. I'll buy beer." And he's like, "Okay." So of course, you know, he went to the show to feel something. Now he's going uh, to feel something. Yeah. Uh, starts having shots. Starts doing blow. The girl's like, "My brother had your poster on the wall growing up." And then of oh, course, the girl that he fucks. Yeah, in the starts fucking her in the bathroom. Oh, this is where he fucks it up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And this is where you know. The Ram fucks up his life, yep. bro. He wakes up in. in a psychotic firefighter woman's bed. bed. Yeah. Um, she had firefighter shit all yeah, over the all house. Place. Yeah. Um, he just leaves, gets gone, and you're like, okay, like this is all right, well, I'm good. In the but meantime, then his daughter falls has asleep. been waiting that night. Well, not oh, that he goes night. Home, it's the yeah. next He goes home. Because he crashes. And falls asleep. And because of all the blow, all the beer, yeah. his age. He sleeps through it. Sleeps for hours. And now she's left and looking like an idiot there by herself. Waiting, and you know he forgets the date. And I put drugs are bad, kids. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, I tried to show that to my kid, and it did not translate. Like the drugs are bad. Okay, is so lost on her generation. She has yeah. no clue, dude. It's that's it is it's our funny. generation yeah. thing. Yeah. Um. But you know he gets there. Does it? My favorite thing about it is like he does just kind of walk in after a minute, and then it's like, "Who the fuck let you in here?" Yeah. <laughs> and uh, her being like, "I can do this," and then like, you know, like she is spilling her fucking heart of like, you know, I've lived this long without you. Yeah. I don't need you. And he's holding her as she cries, but like he doesn't really know what's about to come out of her mouth. Well, because the and girlfriend. So- Gets up and leaves. Just leaves. Yeah. And, you know, he's, like, wiping her face and, like, you know, just, like, stroking she, her hair. She and says, her just being, I, don't like, I don't ever, ever want to see you again. Yeah. And, bro, it just, it cuts. Even it's a fucking movie, bro, and it hurt that bad to hear. Well, so now you're down this far. Like, he's the stripper. He's, she shoved him off. Yeah. Because he got too aggressive. And, and he now, was like, he's like, oh, I'm a fucking customer then. And he gets real oh, shitty at the, God, at the yeah. strip club. And he's I, like. We've, I've left that off. He's like, give yeah, me a going fucking back lap club dance. And... Give me a lap dance. And he's like being real aggressive. So then they. like oh, she bro, it's bad. Now that happened. Now his daughter doesn't want shit to yep. do with him. So what's he do? He calls the promoter and he's like, hey, it's back on. Yeah. Like, dude, just straight up like. Um, the fight with. Uh, but well, before that, it goes to potato salad lady oh yeah dude i would lose my fucking mind and that's i, I want a half pound of potato salad all right a little Get less a little less a little more, more. And then a little less i'd have threw it and been like you fucking do it oh uh, yeah are you and fucking the whole kidding lot, me lady i know you man how do i know you and then eventually you're randy the ram yeah and him just like he can't do it he freaks because out. he's already kind of turned himself into robin yeah and now he's hearing ram 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 Shoves his fucking thumb into the grinder, and the and then my favorite thing is, no one else saw him throw his hand into the grinder. Yeah, only he did. Yeah. and the boss being like, "Randy, what the fuck are you doing? You're getting blood everywhere. Get the fuck out of get it cleaned up and get back to work, dude. It is protocol. OSHA's gonna make you call that hospital, homie. Right? What the fuck you doing? So he goes in the parking lot. 
And then my favorite thing is he starts talking to himself, going, Robin, 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 Robin. And he just goes, who the fuck is Robin? I'm Randy. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, no. And it's like he's gone full gimmick. Yeah. Like, just straight he's up. He's in to the character. Yeah. Like, there's no Robin anymore. Everything that was Robin is dead. Yeah. And so I put the gimmick has taken over. And then the other guy, how'd you find me? Uh, well, or, you know, he calls the promoter, like you said. We're back on. Awesome. I'll get it promoted. Like, good to go. My favorite thing is somehow he canceled an ROH match and called them back two weeks later. And they were just like, fuck it. We'll still do it. Like, they wouldn't have already found a replacement main event. Right. Um, But, yeah, and then the stripper finds him as he's, you know, gearing up and leaving for the big weekend. Yep. Because there's going to be signings, the big main event, all this stuff. And well, how'd you find me? Well, Big Chris. Um, yeah, and then I put, did Big Chris ever get his perks or his oxy that he wanted? Because we didn't know. We didn't <laughs> right. see him. Well, we're um, to assume. We're to assume that Randy's a good guy, and then he yeah. follows up on his work. Yeah. And so um, he takes the hearing aid out as he's he hands her the flyer. He walks into the event center, takes his hearing aid out. Uh, you know, now we're into an ROH pay per view style stage. Uh, with Allah or Alaya, yeah. um, which is what he, I think he called him Tim yeah. earlier in the movie. And he's like, Tim, how are you? And he's like, yeah. And like, they're talking and then just, you want to go over it? Go over what? The match. What do you mean go over the match? Man, I'm the heel. You're the face. That's it, baby. Done and done. Do the yeah. same shit from before. Yeah. He and then, he's like, we'll just play it by ear. We don't want to go over and it. And that's the thing is, you know, he's, he's being that guy. He hasn't been there for years. He's, you know, talking it up because he's got the big time car money now. This is where it shifts. You saw Robin become Randy completely. You see Cassidy become Pam. Yeah. And that, I think, is, like, the biggest thing of this movie is, like, you saw a man get taken over by his gimmick, and it's eating him alive, and it's going to kill him. You saw another person that was taken over by her gimmick, and, and she throws it the fuck out. themselves. Yeah, and she was like, I fuck no. Yeah. And so when he's yelling, Cassidy, she doesn't answer, and he goes, Pam. And she goes, Pam, thank God. Yeah. And then it still walks out the door. And so it's like, holy shit. And then, you know, him looking at her and going, the real world doesn't give a shit about me. Yeah. And it's like, man, and it's her just being, I'm here. I'm, I'm really fucking here. And, like, he just, which he's not going to not go out there. Well, he has to now. Yeah, it's like, it's that's my thing. She well, expected him point, just to not walk well, out. This it's point, like he's going to have to. At this point, his his what he thought was girlfriend had broken up with him in a big bad way, and then his daughter has now rejected him. He's yeah. got nothing. He's like, this is who I am or no one. Yeah. And so he's got no choice but to go out there and give these people, who the only people who have given him anything his whole life, his fans, he has to go give them what yeah. they want. And, you know, before the match starts, he gives the big speech. And it's just fucking sad. It's so sad. And it's my thing. It's like I wrote it down. It's like he lives his life that Robin is a fucking loser, but the Ram is forever. Right. And it's like, shit, man. And then both of them. Then it gets to the last perfect part of this movie of them calling it in the ring. A pure fucking old school style of this was a pure heel versus face match shown to you in cinematic form. You take it. No, you and, take it. Yeah, and then, like, the holy shit, holy shit. Yeah. Just all the chance. And then, you know, 
Tim starts to see why he wanted to go over the match. Yeah. Of you know, he's you know, he had a heart attack. It's not a secret. He told them that it no, nothing ever happened. They're not stupid. The promoter went to the hospital. He told every other promoter. Yeah. Like, you know, Randy had a heart attack. Um, and so he's like, oh, shit. Like, you know, it's like, Ram, you okay? And, like, him asking him and then putting him in the headlock, like, Ram, are you okay? And, like, doing everything. And then, like, them still doing everything. Him trying to hit his uh, opponent's finisher on him. All this stuff. And then, you know, it happens again when they're on the outside. And he goes, let's take it home. Yeah. And take it home is wrestling for let's end it. This is the end of the match. Let's right. go home. And so he says, let's go home. And, you know, Randy doesn't want to go out the easy way with just the small super kick and pin. He wants to hit the Ram Jam for One the crowd. Time. And But he's really struggling through this whole match. He's like, yeah. you could see that heart's getting Bro. to him. But, and then him, when he says, let's take it home, yeah, and he doesn't want to pin him, and he goes, man, we gave him enough. Yeah, he just keeps and going. And it's, Randy doesn't want to stop. And I, I put one last jump. And that's where we leave our hero. Um, is does, that's I think it leaves open enough to where, you know, did he die in the ring? Did he die backstage? Is it, is Randy fine, but like no one's going to let him wrestle again? Like what happened? I think jumping off the off the top rope like he did, and with the Ram Jam being the like front facing abdominal move that it is, yeah, I think he landed right on his chest, and Probably. I think that fucking ruptured his heart. I think he died right there. That was how happened. I ended the movie. Damn. But I wrote at the end with it like you know weekend warriors are needed, but you need to listen to your doctor, listen to your body. Don't listen to your fucking brain when it tells you, keep fucking going. Right. No. If you can't do it, man, you can't fucking do it. Like, no, Nick Gage almost died in the middle of a fucking ring, got carried to a backstage area, and told the doctor, fuck you, I'm going back out there. And she literally forced him onto the ground and went, you go out, you walk, you die. Literally. And then he died 10 seconds later in a fucking helicopter, and they had to bring him back to life. Yeah. It's like, wrestling's not a fucking joke. Like, well, you're putting your body on the line. You're doing crazy-ass shit. It is crazy. And it's, it's, it's insane. Everyone's always like, oh, man, fake as fuck. It's not fake as scripted. Well, it is scripted, but there are a lot of real actions in it. You yeah. Know, and all it's like, you got to be so. an athlete. Like, that's hardwood, man. That ain't trampoline. Right. Exactly. <laughs> There's no trampoline about it. Well, with that being <laughs> said, man, after the wrap-up of The Wrestler, that was a good review segment. Yeah. How real is it to you? I give it a four. You gave it a four. Four. Okay, pitch me a little bit. Why a four? I I thought I, you would have given it a five, but I'm so I like it. I I love this movie, and I think, like I said, it's because of the the part of professional wrestling it shows to you. Um, it was good. The behind the um, scenes, like the actuality. Yeah, uh, it was good. I could have used more like daddy daughter scenes. Um, you were supposed to care about her after two scenes and then not give a shit. Uh, yeah, it sucks. Like, you hate having to hear her tell him, you know, I don't ever want to fucking see you again. But it's at the same time, you're like, oh, I don't really care. Well, go <laughs> with me on this. Okay. What if you took her out of the movie altogether? Um, it makes it even sadder of a life because he never had any kids. He never did anything else. 
Um, I think it was pretty sad that he did have kids, and at the end, she didn't give a shit. And well, so and he should have been a better parent. You're right. Even, absolutely. He even when have. he like you, he didn't. It even says that he didn't make it through the '90s. Yeah. So he's been Indian it since the late '90s. It's like you could have made time for her. Yeah. If she's 22 when she was 12. Right. He could have. And for 10 years of you working the Indies, you could have been, you know, hanging out with your daughter. You know, yeah, you missed, God, probably nine years of her life. But, yeah. like, you know, you're home. Daddy's home. He's going to come and see you every weekend. We're going to hang out. We're going to do stuff. You know, even if it's, or not even a weekend, like, even if it's a Monday, Tuesday night, you're going to do stuff with her. It's like, man, you would have had a relationship and she wouldn't have fucking hated you. Okay. But, but yeah. So, yeah. But, no, and, and stuff like that, like, Marissa Tomei's character was needed because he needed somebody to lose and someone to give a shit about him. Um, I Like I said, the overarching story arc of him going full gimmick and her leaving her gimmick behind to have a better life and him going full gimmick so he thinks he can have one is a beautiful comparison. Um, I just don't think it's five. There's nothing about it that's a five. But yeah. uh, I, I said I love this movie. After watching it this time to talk about it, I won't watch it for three, four years. I probably won't watch it again, man. I give it a three out of five, okay. and even three out of five is stretching, and only because I appreciated it a lot more after the sense. It's one of these yeah. movies that it sat with me longer, and the more I thought about it, and even after going to work the next day and talking to Chops, our good buddy, about it, yeah, he was starting to reminisce his points, and I was like, okay, that was a good part, and that was a good part. But for the most part... After I mo- watched the movie originally, it was incredibly fucking sad. Down the yeah. whole time, you just never – there's never any redemption there's never for enough. this character. And whenever he no. starts to redeem himself in some small manner, like he's enjoying his down. day at the fucking deli, like working, it's something's like one step forward, two steps back. And yep. you never feel any progression from this character until at the end, this his daughter kicks in who had – the only role that she had was to come in and – create more tension at the end when she didn't show up yeah. because she didn't care. Otherwise, she could have fucking not existed in the whole movie. They could have taken every part of that out, and it would have been the same oh, yeah. movie. All it did was add more to the tension at the end where I was like, okay, he did this and he died. But although his girlfriend was there, the stripper, Pam, although she was there, she wasn't right there when he looked, and his daughter wasn't there. So as far as, he, like, in his head canon, as far as he believed, he was like, yeah. I got to do this for my fans because I'm not going to live after this, and there's nothing to live for, so I might as well go out for them because no one cares about me here. And it's a sad fucking yeah. movie. And what the worst part is is that shit happens to, like, washed-up fucking entertainers all, all the time. time. It was terribly fucking Dude, sad, you... and I only gave it a three because the plotting, the storytelling, all that shit. I feel like we say it every week. We always have, like, a pacing issue, but this really had a lot of filler. Like, that whole deli scene and the daughter thing could have been cut out. The deli scene could have been cut down. There's a lot of following him around when it's no dialogue and you're just following this character. So I feel like they tried to build it up a lot more to make a whole hour and a half out of it because yeah. they didn't have a big story well, to tell. And that's why I like... Uh... Like you said, this happens in entertainers all the time. It happens in wrestling so fucking often. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. And it's it's one of those things that, like, I the way I look at it is I watched this after I saw something on Twitter that was Xavier Woods, uh, Austin Creed from Up, Up, Down, Down. Yeah. Um, Someone had an Up, Up, Down, Down title in the crowd, and they were on the front row. And after the match was over, when he saw that they were at commercial, he went up to him and he was like, man, like, thank you. And he goes, what? And he goes, thank you for buying that. You have a t-shirt on 
you have the belt on your arm. Thank you. Yeah. Because I can't do this shit much longer. I'm not going to be doing this shit much longer. But it means everything to me that you're doing it. That way when my day comes, I meant something to somebody. And it's like, I think that is what the Ram needed was to mean something to somebody. Yeah, it definitely so. is. And so, like I said, that's one of the reasons to where after looking back at it, I did appreciate it for different reasons. But it would if be, not being a fan at all, it was a bit of a a down Sad. watch. Yeah, <laughs> and like it didn't have a lot of redeeming qualities. And there were very seldom times whenever it, like it, the wrestling scenes, the action portions of it, they were really good, but they were fucking hard to watch. But that's the realism of it, yeah. and I get that. So I appreciated that. So I give it a three out of five. Man. Hell yeah. I can see that. All right. That was the wrestler. Yeah. Well, ladies, gentlemen, all of our non-binary peoples, try to guess what our new 90 seconds is. Just give me 90 seconds. It's 1992, and each year, three brothers, one fast, one solid, and one with a bottomless pit to fill, visit their grandfather for the summer, who happens to be highly skilled in ninjutsu. For years, he has trained the boys in his techniques, but after an organized crime ring proves to be too much for the FBI, it's time for three ninja brothers to step in. Using their martial artistry, they team up to battle the crime ring and outwit some very persistent kidnappers. Do the boys have the skills to fight their way back home? Don't miss Disney's big summer blockbuster, action at its best. And hopefully, if you know what that is, you can hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, or our Facebook and give us those answers. You know, shout out to Stephanie Nichols from the Cussing Mommies podcast because she actually sent in the uh, last episode for 90 seconds and got it right with it being Lion King. So, um, you know, everybody, you know, come on, hop in with us with these segments. We're here for it, baby. And you guys are listening. We see it. We see the numbers going up. So more people are following along. We're getting more recommendations, which means more people are tuning in. You're just staying quiet about it. You got anything to share? You want to talk about something? Just send a little, Hey, you know, you're on the socials. You're there. Let us know you're there. Let us know you're listening because we see you listening, but we want to see you listening. Do us a favor, and if you are listening on Apple Podcast, head on over and hand us a five-star review. Tell us what you love about the show. That way it helps our viewing numbers, gets that algorithm running, and gets us good to go. If you're listening on any other platform that allows you to leave reviews, please do. I am a Google Podcast guy. Unfortunately, you cannot leave reviews on there. And so I understand for all those people out there. But head over on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, anywhere, and hit that follow button. Hit that subscribe button. Let us know that you're here, you're a part of the family, and you want to keep hearing about these movies, baby. As far as movies go, uh, what are we doing next week? We had one in plan, right? We were going to bring somebody else in. So we are bringing someone in next week. So here's a new thing that we're doing, and I think we both agreed on it. So we are going to – we've been getting a few requests to do certain movies. So me and AJ talked about it this week, and we're like, well, why are we trying to sit here and think about a movie? People have already given us requests for movies because we wanted requests. Let's just knock these requests well, out. Well, that's the point of being semi-social. Yeah, baby. We're trying to start a club, and you guys are being interactive. You're requesting movies. So now we want to watch them with you, and we want to hear from you 
in studio on the episode. And so next week's episode, or next episode, I should say, we're trying, guys. We had some technical difficulties past few episodes, so you we kind of had a weird little upload schedule. We promise we're getting back on the track. Everything's going to be good. We promise. But next episode, Maddie is going to join us, good friend of the show, and she is going to talk about the movie she requested with the art of self-defense of Jesse Eisenberg. I haven't seen it. I've never seen it. Awesome. Okay, so we're going in blind. I've never even heard about it, and I won't. So I knew about it. I won't watch a trailer. I would just watch the movie. Okay, and I will be completely blind. I know like a part premise of the movie, so like I'm kind of like excited. I'm gonna go in. Um, but yeah, like this is one that like I've been wanting to watch since it came out. but it it kind of was the back burner. Maddie, we're gonna watch this one for you, and we're gonna have you in on the show to talk about it. And it's gonna be great. So until then, I made it through, buddy. Oh, you did, baby. Yeah, I was pretty drunk, but I made it through. (laughs) You were you you've had a lot to drink today though absolutely but we've been podcasting for a while today that's true so you know what you can do is you can go over to facebook.com search up semi social movie club give us a follow comment on the post baby we're trying to get that engagement we want you to talk to us we want to know what you're here for head over to instagram and twitter at semi social mc Give us those follows over there. Like I said, hit us up in the DMs on both of those if you have any answers for 90 seconds or if you just want to request a movie. And also, if you do request a movie, put in there if you would like to join us for that episode as well because we would love to have you on and be semi-social with you. So, until next time, we hope you're well. We absolutely love you. We know times are crazy out there, but keep your head up. Everything is good. Tell somebody you love them. Until next time, I'm Cody. I'm AJ. And we're going to keep it semi-social later, guys. Keep watching movies. That was dope. I know, right? This production is brought to you by Vapor Valley Noise Cult.